Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on what time you consume your audio content, everybody. I am Andy. I'm joined by John Flask and Greg, and we are the Broken Campfire Podcast. Hello. Hello. Just us. Just us. No Vita this week, as we warned you about on last week's stream. That was uh, That fun. was great. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. It was a ton of uh, little fun we had. Yeah, you know, I feel almost bad just highlighting one or two things because it, it really was a very consistent and fun and chill day. Yeah. Um, but if I were to do that, Skull Monkeys and Tomba, those were... Tomba I expected was going to be a delight. Yeah, I've, I've played that game a little bit. It's a fun, always fun to watch. I enjoyed Flash getting into it. Skull Monkeys uh, <laughs> was something else. It was really cool. I never, I, I had seriously never seen or heard about that game before John suggested that for Vito's retro game pick. I've never met, uh, and I don't, I didn't really, I, like I said, I, I didn't look up any reviews. I don't know anything really about the game so I had as a kid. But I have also never met another living human being who had played this game before. <laughs> Uh, I heard some people like, oh, I recognize that character or something, or like they've seen him somewhere. Or maybe they're just mixing up with Earthworm Jim because it is very similar. But I've, run, I've yeah. never met another human being who has, has heard of that game. Did you know, John, that so, so Skull Monkeys is the sequel to The Neverhood, but uh, it, it, The Neverhood was very popular in Japan, apparently. And a Japanese, oh, really? the Japanese studio that ported or translated The Neverhood made an unofficial, unlicensed third sequel after Skull what? Monkeys. Uh, unofficial and unlicensed? Or a platformer? It is neither. It is an air hockey game. It is what? a, <laughs> <laughs> a first-person air hockey game. Air hockey game? It's featuring characters from the Neverhood and Skull Monkeys. That's, that's what, from... Dude, it makes you wonder. Like It's, it's unofficial, it's unlicensed... But why? Like, why did they have to do the branding for an air hockey game? Like, couldn't they have just come up with knockoff characters at best nah, and made a needed, license because of how popular? Yeah, because of how popular the, start, the Neverhood was. Needed Willy. Oh yeah, it was a phenomenon. I suppose you don't know the follow up to that was like, was it released commercially? Did they face yeah. legal retribution? It was released. I don't know if there was any legal repercussion, but maybe there just that wasn't like. Do, yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, after I'm done with this uh, Oddworld series, I, I I think I might go back and play Skull Monkey. Replay through it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. You started telling us about the Oddworld on the stream. Excited to hear a little bit about that a little bit later on. Oh, yeah. Before we get too far away from it, uh, yeah, the stream was great. Go check it out on Twitch, Flask. I appreciate all the effort you did, not just keeping things on the rails as you always do um smoothly and you know there was a period where things weren't going smoothly but it was squarely not your fault i'll just say yeah. that and even more than that i appreciate the effort that you've done post stream in cutting up the games and posting them on youtube i don't know if you've you're done with this, real work. those are rolling out as we speak they're like okay, we're, we're right. midway I, through i've seen a few out. of them right great so yeah, check that out. YouTube.com slash Broken Campfire. You can check out the full VOD of the whole dang stream as well. Uh, well, it was part of the stream, but at the very beginning of the stream, you can see the live version. 
of our last audio podcast as well. With all our slurs still intact. All of our slurs, and more importantly than that, seeing John really just get deep into a solid Binding of Isaac run. Oh, yeah. Just crushing it as yeah, always. Yeah, not my best work. Crushing it as <clears throat> always. And hey, if you did, if you happen to be one of our faithful uh, viewers slash listeners who saw the whole thing uh, and hung out with us during that eight hours, I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun interacting with you guys. Um, yeah. Let us know what you think. BrokenCampfireGmail.com or at BrokenCampfire. I am officially soliciting suggestions for the next stream. Yeah, tell us Games what you want us to like play to see. on stream. Precisely. That'd be great. All right. Enough of my stuffy housekeeping. Oh. Flask. Oh, shit. Sorry. I, I was going out of turn. Oh. Greg. We'll get Damn. to you for your flask. Oh, hey, wow. man. Fine, Greg can go. Special treatment. Special it's good treatment, to Greg. Hear. It's good to hear it, from it, you all. It literally doesn't matter, but that's just the first name on the docket, so I feel like I'm going to be going off on a wrong foot if we don't start with my good friend, Greg. <laughs> What are you up to? Someone's going to be professional here. Oh, One Piece, really? I'm going to talk literally about it on stream. (laughs) So Flask. So Flask. About that One Piece, baby. All right. Hang on, Greg, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Before you get into the, the craziness, we do owe our listeners an update on the Twin Peaks versus uh, One Piece battle. So the last, nobody gives a fuck about Twin Peaks. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Twin Peaks because my because t- my Twin Peaksy partner. You're right. It's two to one. You're, you're going to lose twin. this fight. Me and Greg can other, destroy uh, you. Other than to say that we had committed that we were going to f- be finishing Twin Peaks before Wait, Greg you, right? catches up on One Piece. Greg, uh, well, Flask, you wrote it down somewhere. What episode were you on the last time? I remember. We so we stopped at six oh nine. Six oh nine. That was the last episode I watched. And then where are you at now? I am now on 686. Oh my god. 609, 686. So 79 episodes. I'll just say 80 for easy math. Yeah. Eight, about 80, 80 episodes. episodes. Um, so 80 in, episodes in a week. Now, what's... John, I'm gonna... You're, you're a third party. You're a referee on this. Um, I know that a One Piece episode is 22 minutes long, but like, how much of One Piece? 10 like, minutes. What, what? So yeah, 10 new, 10 new, 10 <laughs> I, new I would say about 10 <laughs> because, yeah, your, your intro, so your, your intro, like, musical or whatever you want to call it, the opening musical or whatever, uh, plus the, usually do like a recap of what happened last episode. It usually sometimes starts you in like five minutes, four to five minutes into the episode. And then, you know, there's ending credit scene, and then they have, like, what's going to happen next episode, and that's another three or four minutes. Now, to uh, give, to be fair, to give this uh, this arc some credit, it hasn't been doing that. When it goes to be continued, it usually is the end of the episode. Like, there is no preview of the next one. Yeah, and, so and, and it varies, because, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, this is a show, yeah, I think this is a show that comes out week to week, and it's been doing that for the last... You know, twenty so years, with some small exceptions of you know weeks sure. here and weeks there. I mean, they have to churn them out. Uh, and that, so, actually, this, this last uh, arc did have a change in like uh, animation team or, or animation studio or something. So I think they're having getting better about it. But anyways, yeah. So I would say like ten to twelve minutes of new episode, 
Uh, and then you can move on. And you, you okay, won't miss anything. I'm gonna call that um, 12 minutes. Um, so 79 episodes, 12 minutes. Greg, that's 15.8 hours of content. Alright. Um, so Twin Peaks is a little bit harder to judge because... There's all that episode, shit in it, right? Well, each episode's 42 minutes, so there's a couple 90-minute episodes in there, but I don't... So, I think where we were at... I don't know if you remember where me and Vito stopped, but... I cannot remember. I feel like we had all of season two to go, right? Or, uh, or did we? I feel like had you we were seen like far, f- into season two. I'm, I don't. Well, I, I could say some okay. spoilers. I feel like I remember what we were doing before the pod. What were we doing before the pod? Well, I don't want to. I mean, can we talk about spoilers in the show? On Twin Peaks? Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of remember some big stuff you guys talking about, and I'm pretty sure it was right. Before oh, really? Okay, so I don't want to. Like, you know, we we might bleep it out, but go ahead. I I remember. I'm pretty sure you guys were talking about the doorknob thing, right? Before we did the pod, right? Or was that a different day? I think that's a different day because was it a we. Different day? Yeah, because we hadn't. The doorknob thing was like ten episodes after. I, I'm going to say we were on episode six. Maybe that was because the day I, before. Because I can't remember, and, and I know that we weren't on episode seven because that's a big episode. So right. I'll say we're on episode six. So me and Vito, we watched. Um, that would then make it 14 episodes, finishing out season two. And Flask, you joined us for like, I don't want to say the whole back half of season two, but for definitely later like, on, like yeah. the last third of season two, and then Firewalk with me. So I'm going to do 16 times 42 minutes. So 672 minutes. And then I'm going to add to that the running time of fire walk with me which was two and a half hours well two hours 15 so i'll put that at 135 807 you really just can't do the math on things like this you know it's it's i literally just started doing you started putting numbers in and my brain just short-circuited i the last few minutes have been a blur Here's your math guys got it. The key, the key takeaway I want from you, Greg, or the, I want you to know, I mean, is that you had you watched approximately two more hours of content than me and Vito did. Wow. Oh wow. So I'm better than you guys. Well, yeah, it still you know, takes time for him to, you know, like fast forward through those, you know, minutes of one piece. <laughs> you, you, you gotta scan because it's not like a yeah, science. Right. It's not like right. No. I've almost, got, I've almost got it to a science. I'll, I'll give myself cre- a little credit. <laughs> Now, I will say this, though. You're on episode 679, right? 686. So, you've got, like, 350 episodes left. Yeah. So, you have 350 times 12. Wait, what episode are you on? I'm sorry. 686. I think you said 886. I was like, oh, God. Every time he says the number, it just increases. So, you have about 70 hours of content left. Um... While me and Vito have about 18 hours of content left. So, you know, you're going at a faster rate, but you got a lot longer to go than we Long do. So, to walk. it actually sounds like you're afraid, and that's all right. Well, here's the thing as well. This is the last I'll, I'll make on this bit before we can go into the real podcast. Uh, here's the thing as well Vito's gone for the next like two or three weeks. So, you, you definitely have some I, uh, now, to be time fair, to run away from us. 
I have been just doing this because uh, I haven't really had anything else to do. Uh, but I will not be watching another 80 episodes of One you Piece. Well, what? While this arc, the the main reason I keep I've watched 80 episodes is because it's, it's bussing, dude. It's bussing for real, <laughs> and I cannot stop watching it. I can I have to pull myself away because I'm just interested in what's gonna happen next. Well, that's good. Well, that well, all that being said, now that my math preamble is over, how has One Piece been going? You interested uh, in what's happening next? It sounds busting. Yeah, bussin'. it sounds busting for real. Uh, I guess I'm gonna get into spoilers, but uh, I'm in Dressrosa uh, with a guy named Don Flamingo John. Uh, it's a very good arc. Very good. Very very fun. Uh, hey, firm, it's good. Spoilers for One Piece until 1737. What just happened now is uh, Don Quixote, Don Flamingo. Uh, he was—he just had his head chopped off. They—they uh, they released the toy spell on everybody, <laughs> and everyone became a human again. So wait a minute. There's a character in One Piece named Don Quixote, and yeah, Don Quixote, Don my... Flamingo. None of you guys guessed that when I had that for the. Well, you thing didn't hear me Jackbox say, "Oh, game. you should have said something about One Piece." Yeah, you didn't mention One Piece. <clears throat> That's this true. guy's not a knight, though. Yeah, no, well, he's not kind of a dickhead. <laughs> neither is the D- Don Quixote. That was D- Don Quixote. That was just the closest symbolic thing I had. Yeah, this guy's not like that, though. Whatever he's more like an Elton like, John. This guy's not like it. He uh, basically just set up a giant birdcage around the island, and if yeah, anyone goes near it, it just slices them in half. Did your guy do that? No, Don- Donkey. I don't even know a whole lot about Donkey Hote other than he's just like the the prototypical romantic well, and chivalrous character. He's an insane man. Well, I'll post a yeah. picture of our our guy. It isn't his thing that like he is a knight, but only in his head. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Famous Spanish folk hero. Yeah, I like to make stuff up too. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so that happened. Uh, he basically has everyone, like, has to either kill, you know, Luffy and all them, or they gotta kill him. And a bunch of people are basically rushing to murder Don Flamingo. And there's this giant rock guy who just showed up, and he has a very squeaky voice. It's very funny. I don't remember his name, uh, but he's, like, this really huge dude who can, like, control rocks. And he has, like, a really high-pitched voice. Uh, That is a a good reveal, yeah, when you first hear his voice. uh, And everyone starts laughing about it, and he gets really mad about it, and starts trying to smash everybody. However big you're thinking, think even bigger. I remember them, like, communicating that he has a... A, an unfitting voice in the manga because i i've read through Dressrosa. i forget how they communicate that though because in the anime it's easy you just hear his voice you know and it's unfitting but maybe how it's like maybe in the manga they like, just like editor's like note or something yeah like small That's what I was thinking, like italics or something or small yeah. yeah actually typing it small would probably be the way they did it right yeah my guy could definitely be your guy andy sorry <laughs> yeah He's got a. Uh, I'm well, okay. Let me just let me just break it down real quick for you. Uh, what devil fruit power does your guy have? Uh, he has the lady lady fruit. Oh, he, he looks. He looks like a lady. <laughs> he looks like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet he, power. 
Yeah, uh, this guy's made of rocks, and he can uh, literally. Uh, this guy, no, I'm talking about. Uh, oh, I'm talking about oh, Don Flamingo. Don Flamingo. He's got string, he's, yeah, he's got he's strings, string bro. He's string, string man. But it's like anime strings, so they can do kind of whatever he wants. Like they can, uh, you know, he can like marry net people and make him do what he needs, or he can like slice you up. Uh, or he yes, can just make a complete string. body double out of string. Yeah, got a lot of string stuff. A lot of string moves. So that kind right. of sounds like your guy looks like a lady. My guy has mastery over strings. <laughs> um, well, Don Quixote has a a lance. I just took it away with the strings. So he I'm has string bullets, which he shoots at people. How many string bullets you got? Does your guy have a horse or a squire? I mean, he can make a string horse. He can fly. He I'm, I'm not saying he needs he, it. I'm just wondering. He, he does. He actually doesn't fly, or technically, I guess he does. Well, he, but he uh, connects his strings to the clouds and just flies, like swings off of them. Oh, can you connect to the clouds? All right, we can go on all day about. Yeah, the and, yeah not, I'm not day, sure dude. Don Quixote's feats support a victory in this case. I, I got to be honest. Oh, I'm saying. Me- memes aside, does your guy really string to clouds and yeah. fly around? Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. It reminds me of Wonder Woman 1984. She doesn't just fly, <laughs> yeah, oh she, God, she yeah. wraps her lasso on clouds and pulls right. herself forward. Shit. Uh, but yeah, no, One Piece it. has been pretty <laughs> gosh dang great. Uh, and that's all I'll talk about One Piece for now. For now. Until I'm on episode 800. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? All right, uh, 100, 120 episodes. Game-wise, I really don't have that much. Uh, I will probably next week, because uh, Judgment came out on the computer uh, magically yesterday, and oh, yeah. it was like a dream come true. So I bought that, and I started playing through that. Pretty um, sweet. Like in. Dude, oh, yeah, I, like... I lost Judgment eventually. Yeah, I You're bought there. the bundle thing, because okay. it was on, he got like the DLC at the bundle like, for price. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the news. There was there was quite a bit of uh, yaki. Oh man, there was so much. We're week. gonna save it for news, but there's there was a lot of good news. Yeah. I'm As you happy. said, Greg, we're gonna be eating well on yakuza for a while. Thank God. It just can't uh, stop. But me. I guess the main one I'll talk about for game wise is uh, the Sims Four. I don't know if I talked about this. Sa- in fact, I don't if you're I playing about it right now. Well, I shouldn't say I'm playing it. I should say I'm just kind of watching Kurt, Alex, and Noxo play it. While all my characters are at work and I'm holding the server for them, uh, we're oh. playing a we're playing a multiplayer game right now. Uh, we found a multiplayer. Kurt found a multiplayer mod, and we downloaded a bunch of mods, and we've just kind of built this giant, uh, crazy mansion together, and we just live in it. Uh, we're currently about to get most of our items in our house repossessed because <laughs> we nobody has a job, and uh, the last two people we had had a job. Uh, one, they got food poisoned, they're food poisoned and they die. And the other guy got hit by a car and killed. Which oh one was God. the one, the character I made? Uh, Jello. Jello was poisoned because he would not leave Gorbak the goblin alone. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he got beat up by a kid or something. And they oh, him. dude. All right. So I have a character named Gorbak. He's a little goblin. He was a little goblin kid. He's a teenager now. That, that's also um, something, a good time to note that you guys are not just playing with the Sims 4 multiplayer mod. No, yeah, we have a bunch of different mods on. Yeah, but I don't want to talk about them. No, no, no. We have some degenerate mods. <laughs> the last time like... I watched it made me fucking sick. I didn't want to watch anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll explain a tiny bit of it, but one of our main ones is like a wizard mod. Uh, so it's me as a little goblin, and the other three as these master wizards. Uh, basically, all three of them has ascended into godhood. Uh, 
and I'm like this little goblin kid, but I ended up getting like kidnapped at one point where this guy just walked into our house, smashed me over the head and just kidnapped me and took me away. And uh, they, we had to pay like a $20,000 ransom to get me back. Why would you want it back? What the fuck? I, I, what mod is that? And who so made it's, it? I, it's this thing called, uh, <laughs> it's called, oh, like, you know, the abduction life, ransom mod. Life tragedies. That's what life it's called. <laughs> So it adds like a bunch of things like uh like that. I got brought I got brought back and like bullies came from the school came to my house and beat me up. Uh so, so my wizard my, games. my wizard parents uh put them all in stasis and put them outside as like uh instrument like garden ornaments, which was funny oh for a while. God. Are your wizard parents our friends or these characters like just random They characters? are friends. Uh we have here, let me read them off. We have Hey, would you blow me? Uh, that is Kurt. Uh, Nob Salami, which is Alex. And uh, Wizard of the Foolish, who is Knoxville, who is, <laughs> they're all Grand Wizards. Now, an issue had that and, and this and, and, and this started well, off because Wizardo the Foolish and Haywood were playing on. They were the, playing Sims 2. Sims 2, right, right, yes. right. The PS2 emulator. And then we found like there's like a big multiplayer mob, which we're like, oh, cool. Uh, so one of the other mods that was very funny is with this wizard mod, Noxel learned how to uh, basically create a copy of himself, a perfect copy, if you will. I wouldn't call it perfect. Or I wouldn't call it exact. <laughs> I would not call it a perfect copy because all this semi, does a semi-perfect clone. All this, all this copy does is walk around and just jerk off all day, every day. It is crazy. Like we find him, like Sounds we'll like, like not pay attention, point. and we'll just find him in different spots of the house, like jerking off or like on the computer watching porn. We had to get him a job so he like we could support us. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> like yeah, every get, every time you we make the guy around, who's jacking just, off all day get a job. Yeah, dude, go do something else. I I think the it last was, thing I saw on Kurt's stream was Gollum performing us uh, auto fellatio on himself. Uh yeah. No, that was uh, that was Scott. I think Scott's been doing that a lot. No, I saw Gollum do it. He was like sc- he was oh, skulking right. in well, the corner, Gollum sucking himself off. Uh, yeah, we just so lost a lot of everybody love doing this. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, what? I'm lost. Uh, we have a zombie mod. Uh, we've seen a few zombies around. Uh, we've had to like shoot them with motorcycles and like out of motorcycles and shit. Uh, we've killed a few people off. We've had to snap Squidward's neck so he didn't uh, call the police on us. Uh, to call out Kurt for growing a uh, weed in the backyard. That's bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I just you know some of the stuff you don't know what to say. Uh, uh, I'll just, I'm just gonna keep saying stuff and you can stop me if it gets crazy. All right. So I think I think, oh, I think we're gonna stop you if it gets crazy. That was, All right, that well, can been, I talk like, about, like, the shaman, uh, Joe Biden, oh, bringing us ayahuasca? I mean, you can keep talking, but you said yeah, stuff right, you're crazy. He, um, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, Joe Biden, he all, he's there. He brought us, uh, he brings us ayahuasca. Uh, I think Buggy ended up, like, stabbing him to death, and now he's just a ghost that haunts our house and gives us ayahuasca for free. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Buggy did die at one point. Buggy, so yes, Buggy was sadly, uh, he is an assassin, he was an assassin, and that caught up to him. And he got hit by a car, uh, and killed. How? Excuse, hang on. How is? What is the train here? 
And that caught uh, up to him, you say? Yeah, he. Uh, we think he made an enemy, and that enemy uh, took him out. So he uh, he got hit fair by enough, a car and enough. died. Uh, but then, like, a few days later, technically, uh, I think it was uh, Rizardo, he was able to bring him back with magic. Uh, so he now lives, like, somewhere else, and we don't know where he is. Man, taking the stairs out of the pool is starting to seem downright wholesome. No, right. uh, you don't, there's no stairs in the, the pool anymore. You can just get out of it. I think some of you guys need to build stairs, get get everybody down there, and, you know, no, just clear it all great, out at once. We have a great family. <laughs> God. Uh, I, how, very, how, is it, how is it that the Hogwarts people can live right next door and not uh, do anything about this terrible house? I can tell house? you... Uh, the actually the Hogwarts people are a lot of them are my afraid friend, of you. Are my high school friends, so uh you need to stop being mean. All my all my bullies were uh, murdered by my parents, so if you know people aren't nice to me, they uh <laughs> they go they get killed. Yeah, they get they get killed. <laughs> what good parents. Oh my god. Yeah, who right. are your parents? Are they uh, and Alex or what? Uh, technically, it's none Kurt? of them. I just kind of leech off them. But uh, Kurt, Kurt's been more of like a father figure. Uh, oh, Nob helps nice. me with my homework. Uh, I not Nob Salami's good about that. Yeah, Wizardo makes me food and talks to me by the pool. <laughs> uh, Kurt constantly <laughs> walks up to me with Haywood and tells me I'm doing a good job, which kind of freaks oh. me out. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a very fun, a good time. Uh, good news is, I guess it's like a little side note, but I think in October, The Sims is going free to play. So yes, it is. You're all free to join us. I would it's rather not EA Play or Game Pass through EA Play right now. Uh, yes. But, I actually have know. everything installed. I think I even installed the multiplayer mod. I I just backed out of the final hour because I was really tired. I did not want to be up all night playing that. Yeah, it's a uh this is a bullet. It's it's very funny. I, I I have been having a blast with this. I enjoy watching it, I'll say that. Yeah, it's just like I'm not really doing it. I'm just kinda watching like right now I'm watching uh Kurt and Noxel uh dance in a corner while uh while Alex is hacking a mainframe it says or creating a virus. So you know that's that's always interesting. He's a virus guy. He loves doing that. You got to keep the hackers' morale up. <laughs> yeah, one of us is gonna get arrested. I can see it coming. All right, Gorbak, you got anything else? Nope, Gorbak's it. Gorbak's really just pl- watched One Piece uh, and played The Sims like a respectable Sick. human. Yeah, I think that you guys started that way. And uh no, we really like didn't. like like night one when I watched. Wasn't too crazy. Then I tuned in like two days later with all the mods, and we already got into it. And yeah, dude, I will not. All right, so yeah, I should. I guess I should say we first started out with just the multiplayer mod, and we were playing. We we're like, oh, this is cool. And then Kurt found like eight other, like all the mods, and he was like, da- "We're downloading all these." I took the save. I'm like, all right, and it was, it was, it's a story. Kurt, of Kurt's science. got a. Kurt's got a really funny eye towards mods. I always get excited when I find out that Kurt has downloaded mods. He, he, he's got a good taste. A subtle debauchery to him. Kurt cracks me the hell up with the shit he does. But that's it. That's me. That's my week. That's it. That's you. 
All right, Flask. I mean, you haven't been playing Sims 4, so probably nothing interesting, but no, not really. uh, what have you been doing the last week or so? I mean, I guess I'll just fart out a few things that you don't care about at all, but... Uh, a whale of a tail. A whale of a tail. Uh, that was for Vito. I know he laughs every time I say this. <laughs> yeah, you can listen in. Um, firstly, I played some Fall Guys today to check out the new uh, seasons levels. Ah, uh, you know, I just today. seen... I just watched the oh, trailer cool. for that as we were starting. I didn't. I didn't see if it came out though. Yeah, I saw a, some of the skins. Are you a Star Trek Fall guy yet, Flask? I am not yet. I haven't played that enough yet. But yes, uh, there's like Spock and a Xenomorph, and it's it's a space themed season. So that's why space stuff is in there. Progression. And were the am levels I, enjoyable? Uh, yeah. Um, generally, I would say yes. They're pretty interesting. Um, even kind of challenging. Space some of them. theme, right? No, the first one was like cyberpunk more so than space. This okay. is like this yeah. is like pure space. That one was like pure techie space. cyber RGB stuff. <laughs> um but yeah, some of them are a little bit challenging. Uh they're kind of more interesting than like less adrenaline fun than like the the racing season last time, um which was just like pure go fun. Um but definitely some some tricks to be had and it can be fun. Uh there's one of them that makes you jump on tiles to recreate a picture uh, five times in a row. <laughs> Only the space levels are squad games by default right now for some reason. You cannot play solo in these new levels. So uh, good fucking luck trying to enforce any precision with three other jackoffs bouncing around, hitting tiles willy-nilly. If you get a team that doesn't understand the concept, it's just over. Like, there's no... Because if you start making the picture, they just follow behind you and turn the tiles back to the other setting. Not right. just completely unaware. They're five years old. They don't understand the concept. It's, it's insane right now. Uh, so that one could just be oh, like a sound like a really killer. cool game. It is. If it was solo, it would be great, actually. Yeah. Because uh, that yeah. It challenges a different thing than usual, you know? I wonder if uh, player counts are becoming a concern. That's usually Maybe. what I think about when they when when games start narrowing playlists. Right. I, I wouldn't know. expect I it necessarily for Fall Guys. Yeah. I think they do. But yeah, I hope they I hope they change that. I'm not sure why that's on by default. Um, but the uh, the funny one to me is in the context of our group is that the uh, the final new round or the new final round is essentially a variation on tiptoe. Oh, fuck <laughs> that's the you. new final round uh, where you tiptoe to the crown as a squad in space and then there's a like a mountain at the end to ascend and the first one from any team to the crown cinches it for their team but it's kind of nice actually because at least you're towing as a team um, so there's right. a feeling of like helping each other f- figure out which tiles are right it's actually which is kind of I guess that kind of actually makes sense. I mean, that's what Tiptoe probably should have been. Yeah. Right? I mean... I would... Yeah, I would say so, considering this feels a lot better. Because you're not fighting hmm. literally everybody else in a free-for-all. Interesting. Um, okay. You're just trying to get... You're trying to help your team get to the end. So it's all right. Uh, but I just thought that was funny, because it's like, oh, fuck, it's a Tiptoe as the final. Um, But yeah, some of the other ones are, are pretty fun. I won't go into all of them, but... uh. Not probably not as like immediately super enjoyable as like the racing ones from last season to me, but still good. Uh, as for what else I've been doing, 
I I watched a show. I wish Vito was here for this, actually. I watched a show called Joe Para Talks With You. Have any of you guys heard of this? What are they? It sounds familiar. It's it was on Adult bell, Swim yeah. until recently when it was it was canceled after three uh, three seasons. Pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say I wish Vito was here because it shares some DNA with um, How To with John Wilson, which Vito has mentioned liking before. Uh, in that Connor O'Malley, who is one of the writers on, on that show, uh, was also a writer and actor on Joe Para talks with you. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're kind of similar also in like tone maybe, or like the general category of the show. Anyway. Uh, the, so the episodes, three seasons, the episodes are only like 12 minutes long each. They're short. It stars uh, Joe Para as the fictional Joe Para, who is a, an elementary school choir teacher in Marquette, Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula, uh, who each episode he talks to you about a particular subject, although often the sub, it's like usually just a kind of a hobbyist or, or like a trivia subject, although this uh, oftentimes the subject gets derailed by other things or characters, other events. Um, so it's partially like an interest show about odd topics uh, that he's interested in or enthused about, but there is a narrative with uh, continuity, recurring characters, etc. And so the biggest takeaway of the show is very wholesome while still being pretty funny um, in a kind of a, like a, a dry but also a little bit wholesome way and joe Perra's mannerisms as the character are very distinct he's like an old man living a young man's life i think that would be the best way to describe him he is old man he he, he walks like an old man he talks a bit like an old man uh and he has the the interests of an an elderly gentleman but he's only around 30 something um which just makes him kind of a a distinct interesting character but yeah, I bring it up because cool. if you just want a relaxing time, uh, short episodes, as I said, but one that always also you know tickles your funny bone a little bit, makes you feel good generally, just kind of a feel good show. This is the show. Can um, you spell out the first two words? Because there's many ways you could spell them. J O E P E R A is his name. Joe Para talks with you. Joe Para talks with okay. you. Okay, and he does. Cool. He talks with you. He talks directly to you. As the audience, but also to other characters in the show, obviously. Did, is he is he going to be like upset if he's talking to me, but I'm like playing a video game? He will absolutely not. He, he I think he understands that people. Lo- sorry, I mean the real Joe Para actually does understand that people love this show for a lot of different reasons, but one of the biggest ones is how calming and like background noisy it is to the point where people use the show to go to sleep. So I was just going to say that <laughs> I, I do. I do like having a good sleep show. Yeah, this is an excellent so, sleep show, man. This guy talking straight to me, though. That's the thing. It's like, you know, he, he kind of lures, draws you in with the talking to you. And then as he goes on, you kind of forget that he's even talking to you. He's just talking about something he's interested in. And then he talks to other characters. And then it kind of goes into a narrative thing. And it's less about the interaction between you and the guy, you know. Uh, maybe you mentioned this and I got caught up in a crazy news story I'm going to talk about later but um, is this a fictionalized setting yeah. like is do you okay okay 
Yeah, this the Joe was, Parra character. I, was say, I, I didn't I didn't want to hear about Joe Parra's actual interests necessarily, but if he's like making bits with it, I'm fine with it. Yeah, like just as an example, the first episode is called Rocks, and he starts talking about rocks like geology. <laughs> so it's just like random shit, like off top, like random odd topics. Um, Joe Parra shows you iron. Yes, sorry, iron. Sorry, okay. iron. Yeah. Um, oh, you didn't mention he's from Michigan. I said, yeah, it's set in Marquette, Michigan, oh, sorry, in okay. the Upper Peninsula. Um, so it's kind of it's treated as a small town, yep. but I believe Marquette is like the biggest town in Upper Peninsula, so in the UP. So, um, it's kind of got that small town vibe. It's it got those characters, you know, the kind of like, uh, neighbors and and fellow teachers, coworkers, people he meets, etc. We're all kind of kooky in their own way. But yeah, it's all crazy. The UP is not a not its own state, frankly. But that's cool. Or a part of Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much is. Uh yeah, I, I recommend that show. I recommend it to Vito most of all, who is uh absent. So maybe I'll tell him later. Or you can listen to this episode. Uh and then the one last thing I wanted to mention was uh actually a big thing, because it's a big game. I finally got around to partaking in the virtual reality experience of a lifetime half-life alex oh okay oh this this was the mysterious game that you didn't want to show me yeah uh i'm not gonna lie i didn't i didn't want to ruin your 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 surprise at the time but when you said that i thought he's either playing alex or resident Evil 4 Right. No, I <laughs> thought he was going to take it upon himself to beat the PlayStation 1 game Tomba and Skull Monkeys. I thought you were going to play through those uh, after seeing. I'll tell you a secret. I'm not going to say Vito's embarrassing performance on yeah. Skull Monkeys. Yeah. But, you know, I played and it <laughs> it felt pretty, pretty easy <laughs> not to die. I think, you know, there may have been latency, but you did. Show the whole stream that it wasn't all latency. Me and Flash mm. do live closer. I can't deny that. That's that's Vito's True. one out. Is that we are closer? But like, wasn't that bad? Wasn't bad. I'll t- wasn't I will bad. tell you a secret though. I am planning to play those both of them. Nice. Uh, right Skull Monkeys because it seems all right, Sorry. and it's the sequel to a game that I just played because I you were gonna play whatever, and uh, Tomba because I was enjoying the mechanics and it seemed a lot of fun. Good one. Once you get out of that dwarf, if I remember correctly, once you get out of the dwarf village, I believe it opens up a little more. It's not just like, all right, keep going straight. It's like, oh, all right, no. you can go A, B, or C. My caveman brain can't go to B take decisions. Can't yeah. handle. But yeah, so um, Half-Life Alex played that. Uh, I wasn't really keeping it a secret, but I was like, it was like the only time I was ever asked about what I was doing because I was doing it just like randomly during one time. Um, and I just wanted to like get the whole thing out here on air. Uh, so, you know, I still can't really forgive Valve for like the, the Half-Life 3 stringing along. That's going to be baggage that's hurts kind of forever to this day, you know, but I can admit, admit independently that Alex is a great game, uh, and especially an amazing VR game. Of course, it's awesome. To be it is probably the best VR game. Probably the best one, yeah. Still, after a couple of years of being out. I agree. Um, 
yeah, it's awesome to be so immersed in like this this super detailed world. Uh and for me, especially who's played Half-Life 2 so many times, it's a uh, a genuine it's a treat to be walking around yeah. in a a virtual reality of City 17. Uh obviously places a lot of places that we've never seen before in City City 17, but like it's just so well rendered, so well executed. Are um, you having any performance issues playing on a quote unquote lesser headset than what Valve? Oh, there's an index. I did actually. Are you you do have an index? No, I was just oh, okay. completing your sentence saying then an index. Yeah, I didn't play mine on the index, so and I thought it was fine. I played mine when I had the Oculus. Yeah, I, I, I don't have I don't have VR, uh, so I have no frame of reference. Then I it's fine. My experience was um, generally fine, except uh, I don't know. Sometimes the Quest Two can be just like a little finicky. Um, mm-hmm. if you went, if you're playing multiple times in the same, like session of your computer being on. So sometimes it takes a computer restart to sort of reset, like it's jankiness to, to zero, <laughs> um, oh, some driver stuff. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, it's mysterious sort of like imperfections that start, uh, popping up, um, little hitches and stuff like that. And then it did. I will say it did crash a few times for me, um, but I don't know what that's exactly uh, what exactly caused that because uh, mm-hmm. I have a pretty good PC and the Quest 2 is not like a, by any means a bad headset. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but what it would definitely was not a perfect uh, playthrough. Generally, though, just fine. Um but yeah, to be a part of City 17, the whole thing, it's an experience on like a whole other level than uh, a lot of VR games. And uh, yeah, as for specifics, like uh, puzzle solving throughout the game, very cool. Um, a bunch of creative little uses of VR gameplay working together well, you know, like uh, they got 3D hologram hacking mini games and stuff like that where you're you're moving stuff around in space. Um Physics puzzles that that get you thinking with hands instead of uh, weight. Um, sometimes weight, but yeah, physics puzzles that are kind of like a different a different category, different type than maybe Half Life Two was. Uh, traversing the environment in clever looping ways that are like, oh, I'm I'm here, you know, I made I, I made it around, or uh, have to take some circuitous route and some uh, branching paths and stuff like that sometimes. Uh, and then, most of all, I think the method by which you pick up items in the game is a great mechanic. Right, right, that little flick. Super useful. You, yeah, as John just said, you basically flip or flick your wrist back with a button press and then hit the button again to catch the flying item that's flying towards you. And it kind of, you know, it homes a lot. You know, it, it doesn't want you to miss the item usually, but it works really well. Uh, I mean, it's a really interesting. Oh, yeah. sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, that's okay. Uh, so, uh, if you, I don't know if you're going to. Well, I was going to lean into this question. I don't know if you're going to go back and play it again with the, uh, say, a commentary mode. I think at least oh, for yeah. the first level, um, or at least for that that flick section, that first section where he kind of throws you down the gun. It actually, sh- like, uh, it shows you the mechanics behind it, where it actually does kind of hone in, and you can see like uh, it shows you the arc in which it takes. And like when it starts to actually hone in, it's really cool. Oh, I, I okay. recommend doing the 
I forgot about that. I should the, do that. the commentary mode. It's kind of like the Left 4 Dead commentary mode where you go like nodes and then they give mm-hmm. you like a little uh, you know speech breakdown. Yeah, they had the same I thing in the uh, the Half Life Two episodes. Uh, it's, okay, I think it's a great system of developer commentary. Uh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, thank you for reminding me about that. But yeah, they do a really cool breakdown of the 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 flick system. There is, I mean, there are some times where you're desperately trying to grab something from afar during a fight. And uh, the mechanic targets like a bottle or a box yeah. instead of that, you know, the critical item like an ammo or grenade that you needed to survive. And you're just like, fuck. Uh, but usually it works surprisingly well. Um, one time I was trying to uh, pull an item between two trip mine beams and it targeted a gas canister <laughs> oh, God. instead, which hit the mine beams and exploded right. in my face. And of course, the room is just full of explosives aside from that. So it just, it all went right up in my face. But usually it works. Yeah, uh, what, decent length? What, take you 10, 10, 12 hours, somewhere around there? Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, I was, I, I will say I was taking my time. I really wanted to like see everything, do everything, look in every cranny, you know? Yeah, well, um, having the little plastic pieces, uh, you know, you need to upgrade your guns hidden to the environment. True. I think yes. another great idea. Yeah, um, yeah. I, upgrade materials uh, are hidden everywhere. And so yeah, you're, 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 you're you're constantly you're, paranoid that you're going to miss something around, under, like a picking box. Picking things up, yeah. Yeah, looking behind things. <laughs> just, Can know, I move this cabinet? Is there a reason, move? yeah, to, yeah, exactly, to, to stay around environments, you know, longer. There was one time I I fl- went to flick one of those uh, and it dropped to the floor underneath uh, or or I thought it was underneath a cabinet, like a shelving unit. So I literally got down face to the floor in real life and tried to look under the, the shelf at the bottom and I couldn't see anything. So I was like, I don't think I, I wouldn't think they would allow that to happen. Like they put up a a little invisible wall there so it or like the hitbox wouldn't allow it to happen i went looking around and eventually found it out in like the the other room because it flew out there somehow uh but i was like <laughs> i actually got down uh low to see if it was it rolled underneath something which is great it's so immersive like even the things that are don't go your way feel so immersive um, sure great great ending too i mean i mean there's a lot of high points in the game we could out, but my favorite was just that apartment level kind of on towards uh, the end. Oh yeah, that is a really cool level. Um, they st- they start really uh, pulling out all the stops later late in the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, what else did I want to say? Uh, I was going to talk about the combat, but it's honestly. There's nothing really to say. Initially, I was feeling that it was kind of weak. Like, combat was a little weaker than other mm-hmm. Half-Life games. But I think once I got used to it, like, ha- halfway through the game, I started getting kind of good at it, and it was, really was no longer a problem. It, is that like good? You're comparing... You're saying combat is weak, as in uh, you felt initially that it was a lesser part of the experience, yes. right? You're not trying to make an apples-to-apples comparison between playing it on... Half-Life 2 on the PC. No. There's completely different right. types of uh, gameplay experiences. You know, Half-Life right. series is up to this point has been very like energetic, uh, run around, blast stuff, shoot stuff, uh, you know, constant movement. 
Whereas and the medium is different too. Yes. Whereas Half Life Alex is very very stationary. Although, you know, the the main sort of uh, uh, combat loop is that people enter the area you're in, and then you you're, you're using environment as real cover. So you're ducking behind stuff, peeping out to shoot. Uh, they're shooting. I guess they're it makes reloading. Sense, you're uh, shooting narratively, you're right? Because you're not. Gordon you're, yeah, you're not Gordon Freeman with the HEV suit. Yeah, exactly. Um, although she, I mean, Alex is kicking ass throughout this entire game. She's basically well, you, on the same you got level. A gravity gauntlet, right? Already. That's the thing. You have two gravity gloves on each hand, or a gravity glove on each right. hand, uh, which is like a prototype version of the gravity gun for some reason. Somehow they're the like, whatever. Uh, I guess they can lift less weight or something. Let me ask like you. A, let me ask you a fun question. When you were using the health syringes, did you just like? Uh... I don't know. Did you just kind of stab the same place every time, or did you uh, get like crazy with it sometimes, or like? I thought you were going right, to ask so a for, for anyone who doesn't know, when you're playing the game, you pull out the the, the health ups are um, little syringes, and you jab it into your body, and then you press like the B button or something. You can you can, you can jab it anywhere. So sometimes yeah. you get crazy, you can just stab it right into your head <laughs> and press the B button. I honestly, I would always I, go for the leg. I never thought to do the head. I always did the arms or the chest, torso. Okay. Yeah, I just thought about putting it in my eye. Uh, sometimes <laughs> when it's really intense, it's what I do in a fight. I'm like, ah, I take it right up. in my face. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's dude. like Fallout. It's like Fallout melee character taking jet before you run in. Exactly. <laughs> so I thought you were going to ask John. There's two types of health or healing in the game. One is the health syringes, which you can pick up or are consumable. You one use, and then uh, there's are. Grub, uh, grub canisters, which slot into stations, health stations, like in Half Life Two, and you pull the thing, and then the grub. dude, that I heals think more. that's disgusting. <laughs> that squishes the, like, the grub. I feel so bad. Why? Why we gotta crush those little? Slug well, I crush things? them. Even if I have full health, I pick it up. I crush them. And leave <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, I'll be honest. I was carting around a grub canister in each like wrist pocket for most of the game. And I was also such a a hoarder, a hoarder that I would literally pick up my my pile of health syringes and throw them to the next oh area that God. I was going to. Oh my unless, God. unless it was like some cr- crazy thing where I couldn't, you know, proceed normally. Right. I wouldn't die. Like I said, I would smash the bugs when I had full health. I would, I, if anything, I would hoard grenades, but. Oh, that too. Those two. I did that with. But I would also well. just use them right away too. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I would use them as soon as I could so that I wouldn't have to cart yeah. them around. But there was something. There was a bug in my brain that made me throw my items forward to keep them with me as I continued on. Uh, not a good way to play the game. Let me just say, a that's my own a little trash can. That's my own uh, failing as a player is to play that way. Uh, yeah, that would be great if you could have if you carried around like a, a can, a bin to keep all your items in. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the the uh the story works well for the most part. Uh, good plot reasons and you know characterization stuff like that. Apparently, uh, Russ went through a that's his name right. Russ went through a lot of yeah, I think so revisions and like his actual voice throughout the game is, was like a late addition to the whole thing. Which is crazy to me because he kind of like I mean I guess that's the point but he kind of makes the game like like him he is being the with you kind of guy in the uh, robot 
that's kind of following you around. He's yeah, kind he's, of he's your man in the chair guy. He's yeah, he's yeah. your information guy. He tells you what's ahead or do, gives you warnings, stuff like that. And also jokes around with you, keeps you, uh, keeps, keeps Alex, you know, uh, from, from <laughs> being scared in the dark, which is nice. Um, but, uh, so John, you mentioned that you liked the ending. I will say the ending, the actual like ending ending was a little bit underwhelming for me just cause I'd, I'd managed to avoid content spoilers for the ending until now somehow. Uh, but I did know the general nature of it. And I have to say that from the way people talked about it, I was expecting more substance and uh, f- for more sense to be made, I guess. Uh, what I got kind of just left me scratching my head and feeling like there wasn't really like a genuine respect for, for Half-Life story. Like they didn't, re- they, they still didn't really care that much about it. And they were just kind of like, making a placating gesture and wanted to sort of like reset the clock, uh, which some people like me actually do care about the half-life story for some reason to a degree. So it like, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I don't know. Maybe cause I'm coming as a casual enjoyer of the story. I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. I thought it was like, I don't know. Almost like I would say like a clever way to work the game into the existing world without it not making sense you know what i mean i do appreciate the effort yeah and i could very like, much see it being completely satisfying to uh more casual like, you know, i could always see them like at the end you know, alex takes a headset off and she's like in the lab and like oh the, you know your training's <laughs> just begun right that would be I, atrocious know. uh i definitely didn't see you know there was sort of a, uh there was like a switch at the end there you think you're going for one character you get you know somebody else uh i did not see that coming at all I thought that was uh, and maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but that I thought that was really cool. Like, oh shit! Uh, the, you know see, the, yeah, okay. The whole time I was like confused about the nature of like what was happening because it didn't really add up to me. But then, like near the end, I was like, oh, I think I see where they're going with this. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because like afterwards, like you said, if you really think about it, it didn't add up. But I was like, well, it's a video game what the fuck do they know mm-hmm. so i just i just went with it <laughs> you underestimated the writing a little bit and then it's like oh yeah. it's actually not what they said it would be um yeah. so yeah a little underwhelming for me who who genuinely i guess is a fan of the half-life story um but still not definitely a lot better than it could have been <laughs> it could have been a lot worse uh and and to be fair i am looking forward to seeing where they go from here because they are making more half-life supposedly and uh there it it ends at a good point to be like okay just we're good now let's just continue from here you know uh so that that's would you if they do more half-life content would you want it to be vr exclusive or i mean just vr uh or would you would you rather go back to a uh keep you know honestly I would rather go back to traditional game, but that's just because yes. I am some kind of freak for uh, the Half-Life games. <laughs> uh, but right. VR was so fun that I would, I would totally want them to do both to like make it traditional game that also can be played in VR. Um, although that would the, be really the, a challenge. Yeah, for them. but well, I mean, I they, think there are there are a few games that do that. 
Well, aren't there I know, mods but like, or unofficial stuff? Are there unofficial yes. ways you can play Alex? Uh, you know, in the traditional setup. Oh, I didn't know about that. I thought you were going to say Half Life in VR, which you can do. Oh, I, well, that is. I'm cool. more meant for like Valve's apparent design philosophy, where they, you know, not to be a big Valve fanboy or anything, but I would say that they do strive pretty close to like perfection in, you know, making a system. A series of systems that just work together and work. Yes. Like, it's hard to imagine the intentionality and design surviving something like a VR and PC both game. Because the medium, the medium of how you play is so important. That would be hard to right. do. I, I, would be, I would be glad to see him try, though. My, I think the, probably the best case scenario, practically, for me, would be a full game that is traditional. And then a side game, another side game at some point that is VR again. In this same sort of the same sort of mechanics gameplay system. I mean, easy brain, just follow Gordon and uh, traditional and Alex and VR. Right, right. Yeah. I could see that. Anyway, it's a great game. Uh, undoubtedly, as John said, the killer that app was 2019, for 2018? 2020. 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah, the killer app the killer app so you you at the yeah. time it, it came out a lot of people said that this was um the mario 64 moment for a video for video games in vr do, do you agree with that general sentiment then i agree with the sentiment but i don't know that it, that has proven out in the two subsequent mm. years nothing yet nothing really followed up that i think <laughs> measures well that. That, i think that's fair but also like if we consider how long it took to make a game with 64 came out versus how long it takes to make a game now, I think maybe like we have to wait until 24 or 25 to oh yeah to see if the you know what I mean. I certainly hope that's the case. It would be great if this inspired a whole generation of like really uh, carefully constructed VR games, really intentionally designed wanna, VR games. I don't want to shit on all VR games. I think there are some really good VR games out there. I think just combined uh you know presentation story gameplay graphics is all there for half of alex well you know some great vr games like phasmo or forewarned you know, like they have stuff like thing yeah. gameplay but yeah maybe the presentation or, you know it's not always the greatest i mean to be fair alex was also made by one of the biggest game companies in gaming <laughs> right for um, sure on their flagship thing after working on it in various forms, I think, for like eight years. Um, yep. It's still really tough to to d- develop for VR, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are, I mean, there are other things that I think that, um, you know, like Boneworks is uh, a game that I think right. maybe it could compete in the, uh, certainly not the story department because there is none, but, you know, gameplay and graphics and mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, that. That, notably Boneworks has really good melee combat, right? And Alex has it none. Does. It's none. Or, you know, mostly none. Oh, no, yeah. none. Right in the beginning oh, of none. Alex, I tried okay. to bash somebody and it didn't work. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Can't bash. Uh, Half-Life Alex. All right, Flash. You got anything else to do um, with with today? No, I'll save whatever. I have a few other things, but I'll save them next time. All right, yeah, so long as it's not Tomba. Or skull monkeys. Wait, I what? Hope it is bold. 
hope it's both of them. Who do I? We can do Tomba too. Who do I try to appease? It's gonna be uh, John. I think. I think I can go next because I'll be honest. I don't get a whole lot. Um, okay. Well, I will give a quick, very quick update on Twin Peaks. As I said earlier, me and Vito have watched uh, season two and Firewalk with Me. Firewalk with Me is a really good ass movie. I wish that you didn't have to watch. Um, some 30 almost 30 hours of television to really appreciate it but um it's a fantastic movie and and, and i'd like to say that i'm not saying that out of reverence for the show but just i i think it's an extremely well-constructed movie Flask, we were know laughing you over and over again at how thinking about people in the theaters in the 90s just oh yeah. coming in for this movie not knowing anything about <laughs> twin peaks and being just like what the fuck is this <laughs> what, what is happening David Lynch says that you could watch it without seeing anything else. And he is technically correct because I think the through line of the movie is like a general thing. Yes. You know, following the last week of this um, popular teenage girl who, um, you know, gets by the end raped and murdered and the tragedy Lord. of that. And her just going through this, this is shit. a comedy, you say? It is not. It is not comedy. <laughs> it is, it is a, a very depressing movie. That's the other thing. It's like audi- theater-going yeah. audiences are like, God, what the... what? Why would you make this? Like, this is like awful. This. Well, and, and that's... And, and owing to the fact that it, it was pretty much not liked at all on release, <laughs> uh, it, it's re- since received quite a uh, a retrospective revival, I would say, but uh, even fans of the show, yeah, like you said, um, it's depressing. It's hard to watch sometimes, um, but it's it's really engaging. It's it's immersive. You know, he David Lynch is fantastic at visual imagery and pulling you into his scene. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to go on about it that long. I didn't ask Flask if you had a second or if you had a uh, any thoughts having seen it a second time because I know that you liked it the first time you saw it, but you you had mixed feelings. I don't know if you were your needle has been pushed in either direction on your second watch. I'll be honest, not really, except for the fact that I just, I enjoyed watching it with you guys. Um, yeah. Nice. I think, yeah, a lot of fun. I think talk, you know, we had a, a nice discussion at the end of it where we were kind of talking about lore stuff, and that was good because uh, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't get that kind of discussion when I watched it alone the original time. Yeah. Um. So in that sense, I guess, yeah, it did, it was an improved Heightened viewing experience. experience. Yeah, it, it heightened it. For sure. Uh, but as far as cool. like my enjoyment of the show, the movie, um, it's kind of the same uh, in that there are things I enjoy and things I don't, I could kind of leave. Um, of course, as, as one would hopefully say about anything. I, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. Cool. Uh, the other thing I want to mention about Twin Peaks, I'm going to save most of the discussion for when video gets back. Honestly, I'm thinking about doing a, um, podcast episode. Um, <laughs> I think me and Vito could fill up two podcast episodes, one before and after season three. Um, anyway, put an end to this now. If you're doing that, we're doing the One Piece one. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! I think you guys could totally do that, and I think it would be great. Um, oh, he's taunting us now. Just be six hours of us like that was a really cool part. And yeah, that, that was, part really cool. was so cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, please don't, cool. please don't make Flask edit six hours of the. 
Well, every now and then flipping a real bad word. <laughs> anyway, this, damn it. This is just for Vito, and I gotta tell my friends while he's not here because it was hilarious, but one of the final arcs of the show involves a beauty pageant in Twin Peaks called the Miss Twin Peaks pageant. And at one point when me, when uh, we were watching a video was talking about it, uh, he called it the Miss Tweaks pageant. And I, <laughs> and I had a lot of fun thinking about it. <laughs> a pageant of, Be- of Beth princesses. That name Vito is sillier now. Honestly, I don't got a whole lot to say other than that. I've had a, a pretty low-key sleepy week um low-key straight chill chill week most of it was just finishing up twin peaks and then just chilling we played a little bit of dnd i i know i mentioned our run on this uh, podcast before and you know hearing about other people's dnd runs it's not ever all that interesting because it's better just to play it i just <laughs> want to say ours. i just want to say i'm still having a, a great fun with the with the whole crew john um Eagle, our DM, and a few other guys. I'm having fun as well. It's the longest I've ever had a campaign go. You know, normally they go like six to eight sessions and then fizzle out. Uh, but this one is stronger than that, much stronger. I think we're in the low forties, maybe maybe thirties. Yeah, between thirty-five and forty, I'd say. And. Shout out again to Eagle. I've done it before, but just for the craft and the amount of effort he puts into it. He is a craftsman. It is is quite impressive how much material he's made for this, especially now that, like I said, we're some 30-some sessions in. I'd like to have his brain in a jar someday so I can have him just create stuff for me. I think he would tell you that you don't want that. There's, you know, there's but I would tell you that you probably do. Yeah, well, then I shake up the jar and I say, you answer to me now. <laughs> That's what really, I'll Really, if I had to talk about video games the last week, my, my story is that um, I've launched Kiwami 2 many times and have not really played it because I, I launch it with the intention of playing on the side while we're watching Twin Peaks, and then I just end up watching Twin Peaks. You get you engrossed. Yeah. That's, that definitely is a show that has greatly for me for, for me at least my understanding and appreciation of some stuff has been greatly enhanced by going through it a second time um but i'm See going that. through it a second time a little bit slower than i did the first time and with the benefit of me seeing it through Vito's eyes who is genuinely loving it um and uh that's always fun when you introduce a friend to a thing and they like it that's a trick question Vito does not have eyeballs we all know that well, that's a good point actually I really shouldn't have lied like that. We recently heard that uh, the news story about... Oh, yeah. Uh, the Queen of England died. Um, we recently heard that news story about... Sure. Uh, the Queen having to... Not having to. The Queen deciding to uh, forego a personal concert from Paul McCartney to watch a new episode of Twin Peaks on television. Really? Yeah, I yeah, Paul, that's that. great and all, but I'm trying to watch the peaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. It's been 25 years, Paul. Was that the One Piece is real? So. <laughs> I'm a bit of a Lynchian myself. <laughs> oh, that was quite Lynchian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, okay, that's my round table. And I think that's the podcast, at least for now. We're going to be back, actually, as you 
astute and observant listeners could tell, there's still Scared running time me. left on your phone. So now for Didn't something completely different going. and something that I don't know. A break bit. Enjoy it for the next 10, 20 seconds while we come back with John's Roundtable. And then some of the news. And you guys know me. I like cliffhangers. You are not... If you haven't been paying attention, this is kind of a Yakuza podcast sometimes. You are not going to believe how Yakuza this podcast is going to get later on. Oh? And like likewise, I don't even think my podcasters are aware of this story. You are not going to believe... I brought up D&D for a reason. I'm aware of how all cr- things. How crazy this uh, D&D adjacent story is I'm going to be talking about. Okay. I'm set, I'm set to not believe it. All right. Great. Now that I, now that that has happened, everybody can go to break. I'm just going to insert the sound of a jack-in-the-box being turned during the break. Oh, hell yeah. This is a very... It's a, uh, I've talked about this game before. It's called Ocean Hunter. <laughs> oh, I know about that one. Are you <laughs> where them damn oceans at? Uh it's basically you're like a treasure hunter. Uh but it was like an old arcade game and you hunt hunted like mythical monsters like the Kraken, Leviathan, I think the last boss is like Poseidon. But uh I forgot it went I played on a cruise geez. ship and I spent over like a hundred dollars playing it. <laughs> Didn't and my it? dad like beat the shit out of me, dude. Yikes. You're a bad little boy. Did, was that the one that had the like the harpoon thing as the controller? Yeah, had, okay. yeah, yeah. You all can right. buy it's all like a whole console of it was like four thousand dollars. Well, excuse <laughs> me, four thousand dollars on eBay. That's if nuts. I was like a billionaire, I'd have bought that. Oh yeah. You'd be ocean hunting right now. I'd be ocean hunting forever. Welcome back, everybody. John. What have you been up yes. to the last week or so? On the podcast episode, for those of you who didn't um, catch it, you you told us that you had started driving back through your childhood via the Odd World games. How's that going? Only half correct. I said I had a dream in which I had seen the Odd World games, and I decided to play them. It's important. I oh, so you actually- wait. Oh, okay, okay. Well, well, well you're, hold on, though. I've only actually played one of these games as a child. It did happen to be the one that I started with and was playing at the time. I'd like to think that the little bit, that one night that you spent just hearing me and Vito talking about Twin Peaks inspired your dreams to action. Well, I was already actually playing Stranger's Wrath. Well, that's that's right. how I remember All right, it. come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, but maybe in a weird time travel sort of way. You never know what dreams, you know? You can't just uh, let me have it. But yeah, so I... <laughs> sorry, bud. I started playing the Odd World. Uh, I wouldn't call them a series, because Oddworld's just kind of like a, a branding name for them to place different, you know, games under, and they're all in this Odd World. Right. Uh, so the one that I started with was Odd World Stranger's Wrath HD. Uh, it's on Steam. It originally the came out... It's a, kind of a Western one. It originally came out on the Xbox. And yeah, I'd played this the, one with a child. The Xbox One? Uh, just the Xbox. Oh, sorry, sorry, the original Xbox. Okay. For some reason, I I had it back in my head that it was an early 360 title. Oh, no, no. Original Xbox, baby. Um, 
Uh, you're, you know, there, there's a deeper story we'll get into, but, you know, for most of the game, you're doing these bounties, and you can, you know, get them alive or dead, and, uh, you know, when you get to the boss, they each kind of have a unique kind of gimmick, and, uh, you know, depending on the ammo you use, you know, you can end up killing the boss, getting them dead, and getting less money, or you can, you know, get them alive and get more money, and, uh, you know, all the ammo is different little critters that you collect, they all have little fun characteristics, um... You know, things from, like, you're shooting spiders that, you know, web up enemies to uh, little chipmunks you can shoot and they're really loud and, you know, an enemy will come and check it out, you know, and stomp it out. Um, you know, different stuff like that. Uh, and it's uh, partly a first-person game. You can go on first-person and, you know, shoot all your little ammo and whatever. Uh, and then you, you press, like, the right stick and the left stick, forget which one. Uh, then you go on third-person. It's kind of like a platform where you run around and get your double jump and whatnot. Didn't know it had uh, all that. Wow. Oh yeah, I got tons of this. Um, still holds up definitely. Like I said, I played when I was a kid. I enjoyed it. I played it now. I definitely enjoyed it. I might have even enjoyed it more. Um, because you can appreciate uh, the nuance. Yeah. Well, there. I don't know. I mean, it's been quite some time since I play. Obviously, the original Xbox. So there are some things I definitely. Did. I didn't remember pretty much the second half of the game. Um, I got some cool surprises there. Uh, took me I'm looking at here 13 hours to beat. I'd say maybe cut off like an hour of that, of like just idle time. Oh, yeah, about 12 hours, huh. uh, which I feel like is a good length for a game. Yes, uh, not all games, but you know, I feel like it's a good length for an average game. Uh, so two thumbs up. Go ahead and check it out. Still, Odd World Changes Wrath. Uh, By the way, I did see that. I, I don't I don't think it was a an OG Xbox exclusive like I thought. Uh at least Wikipedia lists it as like being on multiple platforms. So I, I'm not sure. Uh it might be just a multi-platform game. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean that era definitely did seem like uh like I don't know, we'll get into it, but I think Munch's um was it called Munch's Wrath? Munch's Odyssey? Munch's Odyssey. That was an Xbox exclusive, right? Oh, uh, I played it on the Xbox. Or I remember I the it was, commercials. Yeah. It was like a Mountain Dew Xbox. And it was a lot <laughs> right. of green going on. Yeah. On green. Anyways, uh, so after Stranger's Wrath, I, I had beaten that uh, fun game. Two thumbs up. Check it out. I had moved on to the original... A remake of the original game. So this was uh, New and Tasty... Oddworld New and Tasty, and this is a remake of Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, the original PlayStation game. I find it so interesting that it has, like, a new title, straight up. Right, yeah, New and Tasty, which is a nod to the, uh, man, alright, so, you start Abe's Odyssey, you're this little alien guy, and in the cutscene, he's a janitor, he's going through, uh, you know, buffering the floor, and he sees his company is uh, going down the shit or the company he works for. Well, they're slaves for it. In the work for him, he's a slave. Uh, and they're introducing this new uh, product, New and Tasty, which just turns out to be uh, them and his alien buddies are going to cut him up into food. You know, you start the game there and you're on a path to save yourself. And uh, if you want, you can, uh, you know, save your little alien buddies. And they're called... I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this fucked up. And they're called Madokins. I'm gonna say Madokins. Uh, and the gameplay in this one, completely different than Stranger's Wrath, this is more of a puzzle platformer. You know, you'll get to each section, 
And, you know, the objective really is to save as many as these guys with you uh, or take them with you uh, as possible. Uh, and to do that, you know, you have uh, kind of a basic control. You can say, hey, follow me, or you can tell them to stop. Kind of, uh, you know, you, you bring them through these little sections and, and you know, your obstacles are usually uh, some sort of platforming element or uh, they'll be what they're called slugs. They're like these little slug-like guys with robot legs and they have uh, guns. You know, they see you, they'll shoot you. Uh, and you have different mechanics to get around them. I mean, you know, there's like stealth mechanics, little steam vents. Uh, Abe, your character, also has the ability to start chanting. And uh, if you chant for like two or three seconds, you can possess an enemy character. Um, but they have technology to get around this. They have these little like uh, orb sensors that if they're near you, they'll zap you if you try and do it. So it's kind of like the game gets around like... Uh, you can't overuse it, you know, just throw those there. But, you know, there's ways to destroy those. If you can get your hands on a grenade and you can, you know, time your throw right, you can destroy them and then use it, you know, take over a bad guy. Use the bad guy to kill other bad guys. You know, more of a puzzle game than a platformer. Right. Um, still holds up, still totally solid. I, I dug it. Uh, my only problems were more so with the, I guess, the port itself. Uh, the new and tasty, and this is even in the Steam discussions, and it's just not addressed. Uh, you know, when you're starting the game, the tutorial is basically kind of part of the background or the set. It's like uh, some little slides that are on like, uh, you know, like big long uh, monitors, like, like, you know, press X to do this or whatever. But for some reason on um, on the computer, they're just like completely, like 60% of them are just completely whited out. Like it's not even... Like just the wrong texture, completely white over it. You think they noticed that? <laughs> you think they noticed yeah. it? People have complained in the, the forums, and it's just yeah, it met with kind of silence. Wow. Um, but anyways, and for the most part, you can get around it. It's not that hard, you know. You, you figure it out. But there were two points in the game where I was stuck enough where I was like, "All right, I'm gonna look up what to do because I'm not getting it." And both of them were just controls that I did not know were available to me. Uh. <laughs> One of them where, as a slig, you can, like, use your voice commands to, like, uh, command these little, I don't know what their names are, the little gross hounds that normally are, like, in your way if you're Abe, but as uh, the slugs, you can kind of use them to, like, chew people up. I had no idea you can do it. I'm sure it introduced it, like, when it was talking about, like, first possessing the slugs. Yeah. Um, and then the second time was a, a slig, it was a second command you could do as a slig. You could, like, tell the uh, Madakins to duck down if they're like in your way so you can shoot and not hurt them because I was just trying to like for like 30 minutes I was just trying to time it perfectly and like I had to do several shots try to time them all perfectly and you get one not the other turned out just the button for it oh, uh, man. and both of those like I could have done this section you know within a minute and then I was there for like 30 minutes you know for each of those like what like banging my head against the wall like what am I supposed to do is there a deeper was, feeling you know, like of like said, like I only have so much time in my life and I've just wasted it than uh, doing something for like several minutes and you're like, you eventually come to feel that this cannot possibly be the way the developers intended. And then eventually, eventually you find out that it was literally just a control that you didn't know until now. And you feel yeah, like this, this sad mixture of stupid and like angry that you weren't told explicitly. <laughs> you feel a little vindicated. You're like, all right, I'm not like 
an idiot if I just didn't have like all the available options given to me. You know, and I, mean? I didn't have the manual just, like, in the box. This came in, you right? Know? Yeah. So right. a, little, a little bit of both. Um, but I ended up I beat New and Tasty. Uh, so it's funny. This kind of rolls into bad uh, tutorial, maybe me. I don't know. Let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. so I, I played I through the game <laughs> and I I completed you know all the levels and I got the fucking bad ending. Uh, and the bad ending what? is like they capture Abe and they just straight up kill you. Oh man! And let me say, I got all of the Mudokins, uh that I had seen through my path, and I even did get some secret areas in the later levels. Turns out I got forty-two percent of them, uh, and you need at least I think you need fifty-one percent to get the good ending. But it turns out in the very first level, in the very first screen, actually, uh. So, all right, so in the first level, you complete it, and if you complete it normally, just playing through it, it says you're missing 50 Udakins, which is, like, a fuck ton. Like, in the first level, if you get all the guys that you just kind of normally go through, I think it's, like, like nine or something. So it's, like, a, a big, nah, maybe it's, like, 20. Still, 50, 20, big number, right? Right. And you're, like, where the lot. fuck are these guys? Like, I, I played through the first level again with my knowledge of playing through the game, and I figured, oh, I'm going to find the secret areas. Turns out all the secret areas in the first level are these small hatches that look like it's part of scenery. You have to stand over and press X. And the very first one, like I said, is on the first screen. And there is a fucking... And I, I can just look this up probably on like a, like a YouTube video or something. I haven't. There is a billboard behind that or whatever, you know, like a tutorial one. And it's whited out. And I, <laughs> I have to wonder, does it say, you know, you can press X to interact with like hatches? So anyways, I saved those 50 guys. I saved, actually, I, I went back and played a few levels. I saved about 71%, and then I went back and played the last level again. Got the good ending. Okay. Uh, I was I was happy with that. I didn't want to save 100%. Didn't just like I, die at the end this time? No, nah, this time... Uh, so Okay, so what happens is, you know, you the bad guys catch you, no matter what. Good ending, bad ending. And they're about to, like, you know, kill you, and then it cuts away... And if you get the bad ending, you see, like, all the Madokans, like, these, like, guys with these masks are like, dude, fuck Abe, he didn't help us at all, dude, he's kind of a prick, <laughs> we're not gonna help him, and then you die. And then the good ending, they're like, ah, oh, dude, no, Abe's got our back, let's help him. And all, the the guys you save start chanting, and, like, lightning starts shooting all around you, and, uh, you know, you get away. Um, yeah, he saved a lot of us, but, eh, not enough of us. Not fuck enough him. of us, dude. And they make shit up, dude. Like, if you get the bad ending, like, part of it, like, and he shot us. I never <laughs> shot any of them. I, I swear on Greg's life, I never shot any of them. Whoa, whoa. I oh, definitely think of you didn't shoot at them. Um, That's what I, it is. I finished New and Tasty, you know, besides the little tutorial stuff. That, that is a cool-ass moment in a video game, though. Like, playing a video game in 2022 where, like, you just... I mean, obviously, the game... Fucked up, but I like, you, genu agree. you genuinely missed something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you had a still, reason to go back and play it again. In the era of not every game, I'm sure I you know point out many exceptions, but in an era where I, I I do think games are in general easier or guide you more towards the end, uh, you know, more heavily. You know what I mean? I I genuinely was surprised when I got to the end and got the bad ending. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I, you generally don't see that nowadays in games, you know what I mean? Like, if you no. get to the end, you're going to get a, a decent, yeah, usually like a decent ending. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, the, the last game that really did that, and I'm, I'm thinking, of, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's tons of examples, but last one I'm thinking of is Dead Rising. 
where you could just play right. through and just totally not get a good ending. True. Uh, but anyways, so that was new and tasty. Again, thumbs up. Still holds up really well. Uh, and then I moved on to the remake of the second game, which is Abe's Exodus. And the remake is called Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, and this, I guess, is uh, maybe it was an Epic exclusive. I don't know. It just came to Steam June of this year, so you know, fairly recently. Uh, and this one has mixed reviews. And I don't have the I don't have the the insight of somebody who played the original games. You know, when they came out, like I was aware of them. My cousins had them. I had seen them, but I haven't played them, so I didn't have an attachment to them. So I don't know how these remakes actually stack up one-to-one right. -one of the game, but I can tell you that I would describe I would describe New and Tasty definitely as a puzzle platform. A puzzle game first, and then you know, obviously you have to platform around there. There is, right. but it's, 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 it's so precise almost, the platforming, it's like part of the puzzle, you know, the timing and the moving and That's stuff. Not, yeah, yeah. But in Soulstorm, while that is still sort of true, you have much more maneuverability. You have a double jump. Uh, you just feel much more maneuverable, and it feels like there's much more margin of error for your your uh, I guess your your puzzling parts. Uh, overall, I'd say Soulstorm feels easier. Oh, they made uh, it for casuals. Not totally easy. There's some sections I was like, but like I said, I, I don't know if, if Abe's Exodus was easier. I don't know if it had the double jump and, and stuff like that. I, I, I can't compare it. I mean, I, got, I easily look it up. But I, right. I don't really care or if those much. are quality of life improvements to the remake. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not even hating on it because I, I do, because there were some times in, in New and Tasty where I was like, dude, like, man, you got to be really precise with this fucking movement to the point where I wouldn't say it's clunky, but it's like sometimes it borders on it. Like you can see in the PlayStation one, there's probably much more annoying. And I'm sure they, they fixed it up for new and tasty. Um, some of that is gone in Soulstorm. What I do see a big part of the the negative reviews on Soulstorm is that there's crafting in the game, and uh, I, I guess by the negative reviews, it was not in the egg or Abe's Exodus. Uh, and by crafting. You can make like little gadgets for Abe, like uh, like a little smoke screen or mines you can set down for the enemies. And this is part of the it being easier. Like I said, I don't know if those were in the original game you could find them, but now you craft them and you, you get the crafting ingredients just by, you know, in the background of the environment, sometimes you'll see like a locker or a trash can or something. You like press X and like dig through it. And it'll give you components, and then you just press Y, and then you can craft. Very, very small. Yeah, that kind of crafting I mean, does feel like a more modern thing to have in a game. Definitely, definitely more modern. Uh, not enough to ruin the game for me. I mean, it it does. Like I said, I'm sure they with this Soulstorm. Um, I haven't played the original game, but I'm almost positive that they have changed or enlarged some of the environments to um, compensate for the use of some of these tools. Uh. But I, I mean, I'm still enjoying the game. Like I said, it's definitely it's, it feels a little a little quicker, a little bit more sleek, maybe a little easier than new and tasty. Uh, you know, with obviously more mechanics, you know, it's crafting and whatnot. But I'm still enjoying it. I have, I'm still I, maybe like halfway through. I don't know, maybe not halfway through. I'm I'm playing it still. All uh, right. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. That's good. Maybe not as much as new and tasty. I don't know. I'll have to see. 
and then after that, I'm going to play Munch's Odyssey. Munch which, time, baby. Is that the final uh, remaining one in the series? That, I believe that's the last, it'll be the last game. Okay. I, I thought there would be more games in the Odd World. Uh, world. <laughs> but no, Munch's should be the last one. That's another Xbox game that I, I think it's like a platformer. Oh yeah, um, I want to clarify that I, I knew that Stranger's, Stranger's Wrath had come to something other than Xbox more recently, but what I didn't know, or what I thought all these years was that it was exclusive to the original Xbox for console, which it was for five years, and then in 2010, it was ported to PC, and then ported to other stuff in the next few years, so like, I, I didn't know right. about any of that. I thought it was like straight up to this day an Xbox exclusive, except like this year it was, you know, brought to something else, something like that, that I didn't hear. So I could have played it any time. Yeah. And you should. I think you I think you would like it. Um I mean I think anybody would like it, but you know, you you appreciate the the retro games. So. Yeah. Yeah, I never I gotten it. into the Odd World series. Uh, you know, I I could keep going. I feel like you're talking about Oddworld enough, but I could keep going. Just about the the characters and the setting themselves, I find maybe equally or more enjoyable than the gameplay. I just love the little creatures and the the character design. And you got you got an eye Oddworld for that uh, off kilter, compassionate but weird type of design. I, I was I guess I'm thinking of Skull Monkeys as well. Oh, yeah. for sure. There's something about even, 90s even Tomba to a degree. Yeah, but well, uh-huh. like the compassionate, you know, that's a big part of it. You know what I mean? It's like, it, oh, I love it. Yeah, wholesome oddity. Yeah. Wholesome. That's a better way to say. It, yeah, wholesome yeah, oddity. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I, I, um, I did a little bit of a, a reading or, or listening, I guess, and I don't know how well these games sold, but I guess this was supposed to be or new and tasty was supposed to be the beginning of a, uh. Would it be a quin quintology a five part series? Oh, okay. Um, and obviously, Soulstorm would be the second game, but I don't know how well these games sold and if that is still the plan. Because uh, Soulstorm originally did come out probably like 2019, so it's it's been a while. I don't I don't really know what their plans are, but I hope for more in, in any kind of like it doesn't have to be a Abe's game. Could be you know I enjoy the other one just as much. Uh, yeah, that's been my ex- exploration in the odd world. Uh, other than that, nothing too crazy. I did watch the latest episode of She-Hulk today. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I, stopped. I did, stopped. Did did she did she did she twerk that Hulk ass? That was episode uh, three. She twerked the Hulk ass. <laughs> uh, this episode was about Titania Not having, interested. having the uh, <laughs> She-Hulk. He trademarked the name, so She-Hulk had to uh, get it back in the court of law. Hmm. Did, she fi- did she fight him as well? Yeah, no, there's no fighting going on, no. <laughs> Although uh, Titania she got, does she have, will, she is a super strong woman. but She is super strong. They've not explained how she got her powers. Uh, but She-Hulk did, and you didn't get to see it, but it was because at the end of the episode, he did get her suit made. Uh, both uh, professional business suit and superhero suit. So you know, is it to like forward to? Is it like the comic nah, bathing suit? Oh, okay. Hey, what? Yeah, Flash, watch the episode. Come on, it's not that bad. I I stopped. 
<laughs> it's I, not that bad. I just couldn't take it anymore. Episode three, no, I I nearly stopped. I finished it out. I endured the twerking. I start, I it's watched part of episode it, four. All, let me and address then just the twerking stopped. scene. The twerking scene was in the like after credits. Many people may have even missed it. Who cares what they do there? You know, let them let them do what they want. <laughs> what, what, who cares? People twerk. Well, apparently the VFX artists were pushed like extra hard well, to that get is the twerking wrong. done. Right. <laughs> I can't argue with that in any way, shape, or form. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. That's what, that's what okay. I got. That's what I brought to the table. I I genuinely enjoyed hearing all that because I as a guy um I I just really like She-Hulk. No, I'm kidding. Uh I I remember back in the day a time where Stranger's Wrath was on my shortlist of games to play and I never got around to it. And I knew that Odd World was a large thing, but I I genuinely am surprised and glad that you uh played so many of those games and got a such a well-rounded take on it. That was cool. They were good. Yeah, I remember seeing uh Odd World ads in magazines throughout my childhood and just the art style was so like what is this <laughs> these gross oh, looking definitely. like toad men and weird like bubbly green and and pipes and stuff like that i remember my cousin ted the at least the first game and i don't think they were very good at it i don't i, I don't have memories of them like getting past the, like the factory which is like the first level mm-hmm. that's how kids uh, okay. operate I got, I got a question for the podcasters, and I need total honesty here. I'm looking for one person or more, however many, who has genuinely not looked at the news docket much tonight. I have oh, not looked I'm at not. it at all. Greg, you haven't either? Nope. Perfect. I need you guys to try to guess something. All right. Suppose that somebody were to combine all volumes of One Piece into one book. One piece and one piece, as Flasks called it. How many pages do you think that would be? Oh shit, dude! I don't even know how to guesstimate this. I don't. I'll let you guys. I'll let you. I'll let you guys give a first guess, and I'll and I'll give you some hints from there. I don't read the manga, so I don't know how the like uh, how many average pages it is. Yeah, I don't know the average. Uh, but just like that s- times a thousand, and then give or take maybe like a uh, hundred more. Well, just think you about it more give like me 4, 000, how much? Andy. Four thousand. Four thousand. I'm gonna 000. say fifteen thousand. Both of you are low. All right, I thought <laughs> it was gonna be low. I thought it was gonna be low. All right, I'm gonna say twenty-one thousand. Second guess. Oh, uh, seventeen thousand. It is 21,450 yes. pages in one book uh, in our first news. In our first news. news story. I was going to say, folks at home, I just figured 20 pages per chapter times it by 1,000 and then give a little bit extra for fun. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that, that, that math checks fun. out. It looks ridiculous. Why would somebody do that? Now, hang on a second. Now, here's the second question. How much will this cost? He's making 50 copies of it. Yes, this is something that this He's person is selling. 50? 
Jesus. Uh, uh, man, I don't know how much the chapter of One Piece costs. Five, I want to say five dollars. Uh, so five times a thousand. Add a little extra for flavor, <laughs> but it can't cost that much. I'm going to say, say ten thousand. When you 15, buy things in bulk, they come in cheaper, right? Fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, I'm. Hmm. I'm saying a thousand. John, you you're both low, but John, you're not too far off. It was nineteen twenty. Ah, yes, price is right. Rules, yes. And he's selling this All as right. an art piece, by the way. So I guess right. It's, that's, it's that's also a French. Way to say it, yeah. <laughs> at this point, I invite you guys to look at the docket and check out the new. Story. I'm not buying it. How's that sound, bud? Uh, yeah, it, it it actually does look really cool. Um, like the box. Oh yeah, there's a whole the big box like, art really mural cool. thing on the side. Pages. How would you even read this? You would need like a full ass table, right? You can't just I have this in your lab. Don't think you would. It's a, it yeah, it's a big coffee table book. Weighs thirty eight pounds. My baby, one piece. Crush somebody with that. All right, fun's over. I read about this story if you could kill during the podcast, and it was just insane. Um, Wizards of the Coast, has f the makers of D&D &D and Magic, have filed a lawsuit to stop the publication of a new tabletop game made by Grey Gygax's son and pals due to a trademark violation and reprehensible content. Reprehensible content, you say? Uh, so yeah, sorry. I, well, I I seem to have wrote down Garg Gygax, but the guy's name is Gary Gygax. He was, yeah, uh, the, the maker. No gonna say nothing. He was gonna uh, the maker of D and D, uh, as many of you I'm sure know. Uh, this is a company uh, that was founded in 2021 by his son, among other people, including a man we'll talk about in a minute named Dave Johnson. Uh, and they're creating a new Star Frontiers game, Star Frontiers New Genesis. Um, arguing that Wizards abandoned the trademark in 2008. I don't know much about Star Frontiers other than it was a game made back in the 70s or 80s or whatever that didn't wasn't very popular, but it has kind of a cult following. Made by Wizards of the Coast. Um, oh, that, so it, they claim that they it is made by them as well. Star yes. Frontiers. Okay. It was made by it was made by Wizards of the Coast, and um. Or acquired by I'm not quite sure the history, but the point is, is that Wizard of the Coast owned it. Okay. Um but he they claim that they abandoned the trademark in the mid two thousands. Wizard of the Coast claims that um TSR Games, uh the, the new company, um forged or filed a fraudulent claim with the patent and trademark office. So there's there's a lot of legal milieu that there's no way that we can know the answer to yeah, it's gonna TSR be a also it's so they were they that company name published the original Dungeons and Dragons and was acquired by Wizards of the Coast in 97. Yeah. And so now they're just like like laying claim to the TSR name, the uh the sun. Not quite. It's not quite that simple. This is TSR LLC and that was TSR something else. So it's one of those like, like it, cheeky that, sort of sidestepping things. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ernie Gygax, that's his name. Ernie Gygax. Um, so anyway, that's the trademark stuff, which, like I said, it's just going to have to be bore out in court. Um, but this happened over the summer, and I didn't catch it. Uh, Star Frontiers New Genesis, the, the game that they're making, had a uh, playtest, 
and it was leaked to Twitter and has uh, some incredibly reprehensible content. Now, I'm not one usually to like post a warning for this kind of thing, but in order to like just read this out loud and talk to the podcasters, I'm just going to say that it, it, it genuinely is really bad. Oh, um, Jesus. Description of the Ulfar character race. These include Negro, a subrace described as tall, thick-bodied, dark-skinned, even purple-dark-brown-eyed race with large strength, average intelligence, with a maximum intelligence of nine. Uh, likewise, the, Nord- the Nordic Ulfar are tall, blonde, blue-eyed race with exceptional attributes and powers with a minimum stat anywhere of 13. Huh. Hmm. Well, man, I hate to do this. <laughs> this is really bugging me. Let me just stop right here for a second. First of all, that's weird and wrong. Second, why would they make this One Piece book when there's going to be more chapters? <laughs> it's not going to be One Piece in One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at it and I thought, like, what happens when the next chapter comes out? <laughs> this is so weird. This is also as weird, but in a wrong way. Why would they do that? Uh-huh. Why would they think it's like... Cool, uh, like kosher, like what, what, like who, who thought that was like the thing to do? I'm gonna skip over some other stuff, but just just to say, it's not just like a weird misstep because, um, in a section about how to role play your character, it provides you a bunch of you know ideas. One of it, one of which is you could be an S or are you an SJW warrior pushing your values on others? Uh, in the description of races, races in SFNG are unlike races in the real world. Or, sir, sorry, are not unlike races in the real world. Oh, okay. Some are better at ser- some are better at certain things than others, and some races are superior than others. Right, right, yeah. What the fuck? In the description about theology, the ability to understand religious organizations and hierarchies, it describes the practice of secret, secret cults such as the Masons, uh, as well as radical things like BLM and Antifa. Both of those are explicitly in this book. This is so. This is like a magical setting. It's a it's space like a setting. Space set, Star yeah. Frontiers. Okay. Yeah, I, and it's just to like invoke like uh, Star Frontiers. Bad publicity, or not bad publicity, but you know, like uh, an uproar if people pay attention to this game. Like, what what is the reasoning behind this? They had I to have known know. there would be some sort of backlash. I generally don't think that this was meant to get out. What do you mean, get out? This was this was a play test that was leaked. They probably uh, well, okay. I guess it's a little different. I they. I mean, it it may as well have been that they even had people sign NDAs or something. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it still got leaked because of how reprehensible it is. I have no idea why they could possibly do this other than that um, Gary and I and I learned this just tonight reading about it. But Ernie Gygax, the son, Gary Gygax Jr. or whatever, or Gygax Jr. Sorry, it's Ernie Gygax, but he's been referred to as Gygax Jr. That's a confusion. Um, He uh, has a history of of transphobic content um he got he got canceled and that kind of thing from uh wizards of the coast um dave johnson as well who was the lead writer who wrote most of this content uh as well as has a history of this so it seems like they they probably are being genuine they're just really this bad and kind of just doubling down in the stuff they're making yeah, 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 and Ernie Gygax in particular has talked about uh, his philosophy of just like 
open-ended art creation. Like the original controversy was that he was actively supporting um, anti-trans and transphobic artists, um, which you know, like I'm trying to point the I'm trying to paint the picture that I don't think that this is just racist to be, you know inflammatory i think that these this is just really these guys putting their heart and soul into a product yeah doing what they actually believe and feel and uh they're probably having a giggle about it like these guys think it's funny and they know that like they're like they're appealing to a certain demographic like there are people who are going to read this and think it's genuinely funny Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and want to play this right yeah somehow gender options are male male female no Explicitly in the in the in the gen, in the player race options, gender options are male slash female, no bonuses and no trans. Specifically, it is against the rules to to play as a trans character what in this game. Bo- what does no bonus mean? <laughs> I guess you don't get an attribute bonus. And John, I didn't want to get into like I want to focus more on the reprehensible stuff, but you should check out this Twitter thread because you'll enjoy them. The person who leaked it digs into some of the. Sorry, inside inside some of the really bad game mechanics too. Like, uh, for example, if you don't sleep for ninety six hours, you get dealt fifty percent damage, no saving through. But then, one thousand twenty four hours without sleep is instant death. There's no there's no in between. That's how it works. I wonder how they came to those numbers. It it says specifically in the text with respect to the human physical makeup. (laughs) Well, what that means, who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, but man, what a what a story! I had heard about the uh, reprehensible content, guys, but I obviously. did not know that it was related to Ernie Gygax. I did not know that it was like even neither did a I. studio trying to be legit or anything like that. I didn't know that Wizards of the Coast was like on them about it now. So damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feels bad, man. I wanted to get the feels bad man out of the way. Okay. So we good. can talk about the feels good man here in a minute, but. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I just got to shake it a little bit. I, <laughs> that stuff. Uh, it, it, like if I had seen that on a forum post somewhere, I would just ignore it because whatever people just being stupid, but to like make, to make a company battle out with the largest D&D like with D&D Wizards of the Coast um oh you're really going for it they're just living their art their truth Ernie Gygax so this was all written by Dave Johnson and while I don't think Ernie Gygax is at all innocent uh he has been accused by his family of trying to make a quick nostalgia grab based in his dad's name um seems like the family the Gygax family is not close so it could just be that Ernie Gygax gave this guy gave this weird racist creative freedom and never checked it checked over <laughs> to make sure that it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't know, but anyway, the good stuff. You get to good stuff now. I love good stuff. Yakuza Like a Dragon uh. Eight was announced. It's releasing in 2024, and it features our boy Ichiban. That's so far. Great... I could be dead by then. 
and a gray-haired Kiryu as the main protagonist. I don't like gray-haired Kiryu. I think it looks kind of silly. People are memeing the gray-haired Kiryu right now. He looks like the Persona 4 protagonist, like an old version of him. It's very <laughs> well, funny. I get he's that, supposed to okay. like 60 that, or something. Or like, uh, yeah, he's in, he is like 60. I honestly think it's the haircut, well, though. John, I just want to say I understand both those sentiments. That it sucks that you got to wait until 2024 and the gray hair is kind of weird. Fortunately, in in just a few months, February 23, you can play Yakuza Like a Dragon Gaiden, which was also announced, uh, featuring Kiryu with black hair. And it's a yeah, shorter game. With that one. It's like a shorter game. They said it's not going to be as long as Like a Dragon, but it, it I. My impression is that it's like the bridge game it where you're going to follow place... Kiryu during Like a Dragon yes. leading up to 8. It takes place it after like he was six. a samurai or something. You're uh, thinking of the other one. That's Yakuza Ishin. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I thought he was meditating. Oh yeah, he, wa- he was meditating and he changes his name. Like he goes by Joryu in that. Hmm. I'll still play it. Of course. Can't wait. If, it's going to be great. Like a Dragon Gaiden will have the action-adventure combat. Um, it, as well, Yakuza Ishin was announced, and this is a remake of the earlier title of the same name that ne- was never released in the West. 2014, right? <clears throat> yeah. That's the Samurai game. And finally, as Greg already talked about, uh, Judgment and Lost Judgment were dropped more or less suddenly onto Steam, despite last year's reports that the Tyler Agency disputes kept it from coming to PC at all. Pretty cool. Pretty oh. awesome, dude. I've played Judgment on the PlayStation. I give it a thumbs up. It was uh, am, pretty enjoyable. I am, like, beyond excited to see what they do with uh, the next Like a Dragon game. Like, uh, I felt like Like a Dragon 7 how <laughs> I hate the naming convention. Yakuza <laughs> 7, Like a Dragon. I, I feel like uh, it was a really good RPG game that was also like, you know, it definitely had a lot of bones and it could have used a lot of more meat, you know? Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we said this on the podcast, but they are officially calling the franchise Like a Dragon in the West from now on. No more right. Yakuza. Oh, really? So it's not even Yakuza Like a Dragon, it's just Like a Dragon 8. Yeah. Yeah, I'll still call it uh, Yakuza. It is a shorter name. It's one word. <laughs> yeah. I do like Like a Dragon, though. And I'll tell you something for you people who didn't have the pleasure of playing it, you do feel like a dragon oh, that's by good. the end. So you're like hoarding your money? Yeah. 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 God, I I want to I'm going to replay that game at some hit point. Hit yourself right? in the head so you can remember the yeah. game. Ooh, that's first time nice. again, dude. I, I, the last few chapters, I don't even remember everything that happens. I just remember how I felt, and man, that's some good stuff. I would say maybe I'm over hyping in my brain, but I would say it reached maybe not quite as high as zero for me as far as story, but really close. For sure. Ichiban is such a good character, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, and I forgot about this one because um, I didn't incorporate this into the docket. Um, this one came out while we were talking. Yakuza creator said that he will use 
whatever system serves his story, even if it means making a party game. All right. Yeah, yeah I mean, on. I don't. I like that. It's, I don't think it should be like, oh, hey, we're yeah. going to be, you know, RTS from now on, or we're going to be, uh, or you know, turn-based rather, or we're going to be action adventure. They, whatever, dude, whatever fits for the game. Maybe it's kind of like a subtle thing, but like, I guess I never. I guess I am appreciating, and I never really noticed the um, how intentional it is the system they're using with the story they're telling. And when you think about it, it totally makes sense. Like, Ichiban was a story about a man who wins with friendship. You know what I mean? So he has a whole party. An RPG system kind of follows from there, you know? Yeah. Whereas he's like, uh, crazy addicted to Dragon Quest. <laughs> curious thing is that he's the strongest around and the best at fighting. So he's just a fighting guy. No, for sure. Uh, and I, I like both ways, so... You know, yeah. it, it seems like the like what are Yakuza Nine. I'm gonna go Yakuza Nine. It's going to be uh, a turn smash based. clone. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, this is a a I think technically. Oh yeah, I guess you're, yeah, you're right, you're right. Eight, yeah, yeah, uh, eight, yeah. Uh, turn base. I'm fine with that. I, I enjoy it. Um, if they do like uh, if if whatever uh. What is this one called? The in-between one with Kiryu? Gaiden. Like a Gaiden. dragon Gaiden. Is that, that going to be a more action adventure, I'm assuming? It is, yes. It has the, yeah, the action totally fine. Combo. Yeah, it seems like for now they're interested in, in uh, keeping both going, which which I like because I've, I've liked both. Flash, I think I'll like read more Yakuza. No, I was, was going to say, uh, is it like a is it like an in-joke in in J- Japanese games, uh, video game development to to use the guy name now, because like that just means side story, right? So, but it's it's such a lazy name convention, and I'm wondering if it's like if it has a different connotation to them that just like well, it's still it's still normal me- to use, or is it now funny to use it like because it's such a generic thing to call your game? I, I just I, I do think it applies culture. really well here because it's during like a dragon. Yeah. It's in the Like a Dragon franchise. It's a shorter game too, so it like, probably won't cost as much. I think it kind of works. Yeah, it's descriptive. I, I, I'm just I saying. You're saying. I, I wonder how yeah. they feel about it. Like, is it funny to them now? Because they've there's been so many games that have just been. Called I wouldn't be side surprised. Story. I mean, Yakuza Seven was literally called Like a Dragon and had so many jokes in game about how it was like the game Dragon Quest. So I, I mm. think they're they're having a giggle for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna giggle you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna giggle. Alright, that's all the good stuff. Now we get to the, uh, <laughs> some other stuff. Oh. Diablo Immortal. Massive Orb Debt. I thought we Massive talked about this one. I thought we were done talking about yeah, all the dumb stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, didn't we talk about this one, Flask? Nope. Wow, okay. Um, Diablo Immortals Orb Debt whales are losing access to PvP and legit players are thrilled. This isn't funny, guys. <laughs> losing no. access. I know, I, I know. It's tragic. It's just, it's just fun for you, though, right? I have such a, I have such a feeling that I've talked about this that like I almost... I don't. I almost don't know what to say because I'm. I'm afraid that I'm going to retread. But okay. I thought we did uh, too. We have Here not. We 
We talked about it in our personal lives. Yeah. Oh, we don't talk after this. Everyone knows that. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, we don't have to talk about it at all. Uh, you could have just skipped. Yeah, let's let's just skip. Okay, skip it. You, Fuck you, this. You, you, listen, I'm, I'm more of a side guy, but we I feel like we have talked about this as Fuck well. Diablo Immortal. It, it's definitely not on the dockets, but I do feel very strongly we talked about. And suck on eggs, dude. I'm serious. Yeah, Diablo kind of sucks. Bioshock yeah. Infinite. Quality of life update adds new launcher, which includes a store to purchase new content. Yay! It also Bro, breaks the game on Linux. Who, like that game's what? Like, uh, <laughs> fucking older than Ten shit? Like 2015, uh, 2016? 2013. No, 2013. <laughs> Nine years old. I don't care. Pass. You I can't pass. There's a new the launcher that just overwrites the game and uh, and breaks it on Linux, so you can't play it on Steam Deck. I remember like, playing Steam that. Deck. I was in the barracks in North Carolina. This is on your Steam before Deck. I started playing with you guys again. I remember I bought it just to pass the time, and even by myself, I was like, dude, this kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair. So, nine years later, I don't I don't think I'm gonna change my mind. It's like, just why? Why do you have to be such a shitty company and just like add stuff so much later into the game's life that you can't undo now, or that the, I should say the players cannot undo? They have to use it, and it's just it's worse. It's uh, bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're they, they got to be planning on a new Bioshock or something, right? It's gotta be I guess. Sort of reason or, or lead up. This is for yeah, a new store, a, pur- a store to purchase new content. Yeah, I guess. Oh well, it just makes me think of the Bioshock remastered mm-hmm. shit. Also bad. Forum channels are coming to Discord. Forums, like message what boards. What's that mean for the average man? I think you just got to look at the screenshot to get it, but it's just a new way to categorize the forum chat that uh, is reminiscent of forums of old with like a mix of like Reddit sensibility. It seems like different text channels. It seems like more organized section. I'd be willing to try it, but it does require your server be a community server. Denied. What does that mean? I will not open my gates to anybody. I believe that makes it like public, doesn't it? It explicitly explicitly does not make it public. It must your 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 server, I believe, has to abide by certain. uh, I abide by no rules that we do not follow. Yeah, basically, (laughs) it has to meet certain standards. I believe. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Look, we're not a Nazi server or anything, but I don't know if I want Discord poking around. <laughs> we're we're a little raunchy sometimes, you know. You know us. <laughs> we get we get off collar. We get off collar all the time. I mean, not all the time. We're usually on color. All right, it's time for my smoke break. While Greg, tell us about the Nintendo Direct. 
Nintendo Direct, oh. everybody. Hey, I, I'm a Nintendo guy now, too. About this, Remember, dude, I got a Switch. Serious. Right, okay. I forgot you got a Switch. Yes, okay. Oh, Flask. I got a Switch, too, and I, I, you know, I'm going to smash it right here live on air. I know I'm Ooh, new I'm money, Greg. To hear it. You, sh you really should have done that on stream, dude. Don't do that now. <laughs> right, right, Wait, for yeah. uh, Wait for the next I'll stream. I'll be honest. I didn't watch it because I didn't really give a uh, shit. I didn't even know what was going on. Uh, I did see that the they showed the new trailer for Zelda. Tears, Tears? of the Kingdom. Yep. Which, uh, you know, kingdom. rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> it was explicitly gift, not shown in the UK Shrek for Bozo. that reason. Yes. Uh, I think, but yeah, they showed, uh, like, a minute trailer, and they showed a little bit of gameplay, and it looks, looks cool. But it'll look cool. I'll be honest. Cool. I don't even remember, like, what else was in the show aside from maybe, like... Uh, Miyamoto uh, came well, on. It was to, a bunch of farming games. Yeah, a lot of farming sims. Miyamoto came on to advertise uh, Pikmin Mobile, and also say that there the will Mario be a Pikmin movie? Four. Uh, he he just said like, oh, the, yeah, it's still coming. <laughs> Same with Nintendo Land or whatever. Hey, stop asking about it. Stop asking about that. Octopath or, or Traveler beach, right? was a Octopath Traveler Two was announced. Oh yeah, was that the announcement? That's a game that's been on my list for a long time. I believe so. Huh. It was oh, also on my list of eventually games. Uh, they did also uh, announce GoldenEye for the Switch <laughs> and Game Pass. So yeah, that's yeah, a funny thing. This, uh, this, this is the fucking monkey's paw. <laughs> yeah, so they added this, but uh, they added online for the Switch exclusively, which is the strangest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Quite bizarre. Not, not just that, but also the game pass version is explicitly worse like it it it's the way i saw it described is that it was just like an emulator up res whereas the switch version had a bit more work put into it, it am i wrong i don't think uh, you're wrong. not 100 percent on that personally okay. but po point is that it, it's not for for those of you gaming nerds who keep your nose close to the grindstone it is not um the leaked xbox live arcade version that you know was supposedly really sick right it, it, it's just a 64 version running in an emulator and jokes on you even though it's on game pass you can't play online with your friends get a nintendo switch for that yeah but that's the craziest part because nintendo switches online sucks. is the yeah it <laughs> sucks or my it's like switch yeah like get switch I, play game play cool. game for golden eye That'd be cool if, you know, the online worked fine, but it doesn't. Oh, God save the odd job. <laughs> My main takeaway uh, from the Nintendo Direct was honestly the lack of... Uh, Jeff Grubb lied to us all. Uh, there was no announcement for a Wind Waker or Twilight Princess port for Switch. There was no Metroid Prime talk. That stuff just wasn't. Or you there. should come to us for your information. That's some fucking grub head. Yeah, don't, don't go to Giant is. Bomb. Come to Broken Campfire, Dude, where we talk about hell? stuff after the fact. When are they gonna announce this fucking uh, that Metroid uh, pack or whatever? Did you, did know. Jeff Grubb say that? Yeah, he kept claiming that 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 stuff was gonna be in the direct. Like it's like probably, guaranteed, no, it's gonna be in you. there. That's a freaking liar. Jeff Jeff Grubb is leaked. Well. He's he's an actual reporter, so I don't know if it's still. I guess it's still weak. He's leaked <laughs> so much true information. Yeah, that like him him missing is very rare. And missing this big, yeah, it, that does seem yeah. rare. Like a bunch of apologists. 
I hate him. It makes you uh, wonder, like, if, if someone, I don't know. I'm sorry. if there I was, like, another him, factor, I also hate him. you know, like a turnaround somewhere. I, I, well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, honestly, not to sound like a, a Jeff Grubb fanboy, but a Grubb apologist. I, <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing I, it. You're doing it. A Grubb apologist. Grubhead. I think I think it's still true. It just wasn't announced for whatever you're a reason. Grubhead. I hope it is. You are a Grubhead. Well, get, I need someone get crushed in a health station to hold my hand right now and walk me through the PlayStation State of Play. Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> I didn't yeah. watch this either because I kind of want to keep God of War like mostly like the secret. Oh yeah, they do show that off. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they didn't show off anything crazy. Dude, it looks but, like, like it looks like shit. Spoil. It doesn't look like shit, and you're lying. <laughs> and I resent you for it. <laughs> It doesn't matter, uh, John. You're never gonna play it. You don't have a PS5. Dude. I'll buy one. I'll buy one right tomorrow. I don't go fuck. We got a little bit of Tekken Eight. Right. Um, yeah, that's a Hogwarts that's game is getting an exclusive quest on the PlayStation. That's lame. Yeah, uh, we open knew about world that. samurai game coming from the Neo developers called Rise of the Ronin. Mm. Cool. Brango Tsushima to the Switch, or not Switch, Jesus, the Steam, please. I thought you just said Brain Ghost Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, Brain Ghost Tsushima. <laughs> then, then you fans of your uh, of your uh, chill, cathartic games get to play a game called Pacific Drive. It'll put the players behind the wheels and drive around what appears to be a post-apocalyptic version of the Pacific Northwest. This did look not cool gonna to lie, me. I'm Soul. You're, you're sold. Uh, I ain't never been I'm to sold. the Pacific Northwest. I don't know why, but there's something about like I think it's the fact that I played the long drive and it sucked. But I, I really would like to play like a chill one of those. Yeah, and it, you're driving around in this like souped up station wagon, first person. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah. When are we gonna play that multiplayer like bus game where you sit in a bus for eight hours? Desert bus. That's gotta be our next stream. Desert bus. <laughs> for real. Uh, that that one other, finally, uh, sin duality okay. looked kind of cool just in gameplay wise, but it's it's a little anime for some folks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, a little anime. Did anybody get anything out of the uh, Xbox game show? I mean, I'm just gonna say it now that it was already been announced, but I'm really? excited for the Persona games coming out on October 21st. Uh, I was part, sorry, the Xbox presentation at the Tokyo Game Show, right? Uh, they did say that Deathloop is coming to Game Pass next week. So if anybody wants to play Deathloop, oh, it's cool. going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. September 20th. I've been waiting. Uh, Nino Kuni, the first one, taking a wrap of V3. Nice, good one. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that was the big one that, uh, that Greg posted that. It's coming to Game Don't Pass. Yeah, that. that's cool. I like that one. Like I, I say, uh, play that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then more stuff coming uh, as they go along. And aside from that, though... I don't even. Was there even anything in that? Uh, a character for Overwatch too? Yeah, like not. Yeah, I don't think there was. Any I other didn't watch things. them. Yeah, so I don't. They they promised for uh, more information at some point uh, during the game show, which is still ongoing, right? Um, TGS, yeah, it's still going. Uh, on uh, Iden Carter and Curl's Hundred Heroes, Greg. That'll be coming right. in 20, 2023, They said at some point they'll have more information on that. Cool, dude. I would love that because, you know, I did kickstart that game and I would like to play it. <laughs> I'll keep your eyes peeled over the next couple of days, I guess. Peel them. 
uh, the Resident Evil uh, showcase next month. Yeah. I think I said they're gonna that show Outbreak out of, there, everybody. Was that announced at the Capcom showcase? Because uh, I, I love the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. <laughs> Man, you I can't watch a show. You they, can't uh, watch a showcase anymore without watching 20 showcases leading up to it. I think they talked about it because they showed off uh, the Rose uh, DLC or whatever. Yeah, but I didn't see that. Uh, but then I guess they were like, "Yeah, it was a Resident Evil showcase." Uh, they showed Resident Evil Four, all the, and they it's coming to like Steam and all them. Uh, they're also making it for the PS4, which is weird. Huh? What? Mm. Yeah. So it's going to be on the PS4 for some Okey-dokey. strange reason. That makes right. me feel like it was originally developed on the PS4, so they just had a version of it lying around. Oh, uh, maybe. Hmm. And cloud versions. Wow. Resident Evil Cloud. We love cloud versions. They work well. Dude. Slash S. What uh there's another cloud game coming to the Switch, uh, I think next week or coming soon. Don't no, no, I don't even remember what it is, but uh friend of mine at work was telling me about it and he's like oh it's probably gonna run like shit like kingdom hearts did and all that yeah i think so well, that's cool <laughs> the one that's actually cool. the one capcom thing for me was uh just an update on the Mega Man battle network legacy collection which they revealed that or maybe this was not a reveal but they did say that it would have online multiplayer They're gonna which do is pretty online. cool i did see that that's cool it's nice to have golden eye um <laughs> The only other thing I want to mention from it was that uh, Street Fighter VI will be getting a closed beta test October 7th to the 10th. Uh, I was a big fan of Street Fighter IV. I pretty much hated their marketing practice by Street Fighter V. Uh, I probably won't buy Street Fighter VI because of that. At least not until I feel confident enough that they're not going to fuck people over. We'll see what it's like on launch. But um, I'll check out the playtest. Why not? You were drawn, admit it, you were drawn in by the hip graffiti art style, weren't you? No. I want to play Akuma again. I tried Tekken 7, and Akuma's in Tekken 7. It just didn't feel the same. You know, it's a Tekken (laughs) game. I feel you. All right. Wow, what a show we had for you. We we went through a lot of places. We uh, dove down into the odd world. Heard about a little bit of One Piece. Went to uh, Japan. Even feudal Japan at some point. In fact, more than one point. Um, So, hey, try to enjoy this podcast at some point in the next nine years before we add a launcher to it and break it. Yeah. And with that being said, the last word tonight goes to Vito. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, check, yeah, check out. So check out our stream segments, obviously, <laughs> stuff like that. There is some like yeah. some nuggets of news stuff that we did in there during the breaks. So we talked about like Assassin's Creed news at one point, stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you might you might want to scrub through those and find and and enjoy the gameplay. And I did do like timestamps to show when the gameplay is and everything, even in the segments. So oh hell yeah, dude! It's all good. I didn't even know that. Yeah, enjoy that stuff. Enjoy it, and let us know what you think. Good night, everybody.
<laughs> Same, Greg. So generous of you. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why that didn't pick up on my audacity. Goodness bless everybody. There <laughs> go. Goodness bless everybody. I'm, am I cursed? Uh, it's not. Goodness it up, bless. It worked on me. I think Greg physically is not allowed by the the laws of reality to actually bless people. He can only curse. <laughs>